Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Juice, but also welcome back to Working Like a Job. We are here once again. Let me bring everybody in. Wow. What's going on, Lucas? Doing good. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm just tired. All right, well, wake up, brother. Wake up. You got some water or something? Or you... Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. Looking good. Lucas is back in Hawaii, coming to us live from the uh, paradise of America, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> um, and also, Mr. Big Sexy Sir Howard. You know, I'm okay. It was a good week work-wise. Got some new wheels, but hurt my knee, so I'm lying here, knee packed in ice, and nobody wants to see that. Trust me. <laughs> but you're still podcasting. Look, at, I mean, you're still doing the show. You laid up, but you like the show must go on. Show got to go on, man. Love it, man. We love you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And uh, I think Aunt Pooh will be jumping in here uh, a little uh, while from now. Uh, and shout out to uh, Q Storm, who will not be joining us today. He's at work. So salute to him. Uh, but one thing before we get into something that just happened uh, today that I wanted to touch touch on, because we always we, we, we've talked about things like this on this show for years. You know, the idea of fair, uh, being on code, all that kind of, you know, when you're a man, particularly in our case, black men. Uh, and this might be a teachable moment for you, Lucas, maybe, maybe not, but always say, you know, you have to be aware of what you're doing, you know, how you conduct yourself. There's just a certain way to operate. And particularly the more you move up the ladder, you know, it's just unwritten rules that I think you should follow for success. Whether or not they are always uh, fair and balanced, but they are the realities. Uh, so we want to salute our good brother, Jamie Fox. Yeah. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, Jamie. I know where you're going with this. You know, first, we want to say, and we did a review on the last show, great movie. They cloned Tyrone. Uh, wow. I thought that was a great movie. Good luck for everybody involved. You know, that movie came out the day that Jamie also uh, put out his first video to the public, you know, about his situation. But now, uh, a couple of days ago, maybe it was yesterday, actually may have been yesterday, that Jamie tweeted out something on was it Instagram, I believe. And he said the following, and I probably should put it on the screen. Um, let's see if it'll let me do that while we have something else going. One second. Let's edit this. Uh, do I want to do that? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Now, just as you can see, here's this tweet. They killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? Hashtag fake friends. Hashtag fake love. And he just kind of put that out of nowhere, you know, came out of nowhere with that tweet. And like, what, what's he talking about? You know, he, he's sick or, you know, he's been in damn near in a coma. And, and you know, obviously he's back. But it's like, we've been out the game. You come and fire. Well, uh, 24 hours later, 
we post the following. Uh, I want to apologize to the Jewish community and everyone who was offended by my post. I now know my choice of words has caused offense, and I'm sorry. That was never my intent. To clarify, I was betrayed by a fake friend, and that's what I meant with they. Not anything more. I only have love in my heart for everyone. I love and support the Jewish community. My deepest apologies to anyone who was offended. Three hearts, nothing but love always. Jamie Foxx. Now that's what we call a out the coma nigga wake up call. Because Jamie Foxx was like, listen, I might be sick, but I ain't dumb, nigga. <laughs> Let me clean that up ASAP. And you could look at that, his comments there, the original one's like, well, he wasn't going at the Jewish community. I don't understand. He probably wasn't. You could argue, but in, from, in my opinion, when people are on code, like the Jewish community is, they don't do no nuance. They don't do no play on words or benefit of the doubt. It's on site. You're going to get canceled or clean it up. And the higher you are, particularly in corporate or, you know, entertainment, you better be on point or you'll be out of there. They don't play none of that. So Jamie not come. I didn't mean to. No, I'm sorry. My deepest. So salute to Jamie for being so quick with the apology tour. But you do have to scratch your head and think, what was you thinking? They don't play that. You know they don't play that. They had Michael, they made Michael Jackson pull his album off the shelf and re-record the song and then re-release it. That's if they can get the greatest entertainer of all time and do it, what? So I don't know if he can chalk this up to they cloned me and or or he could have maybe should have said, you know, I got hacked. But he just said, you know what? I ain't even gonna play with these. I'm sorry. I'm gonna just take L. Big sexy. Does anyone ever buy the I got hacked story anyway? Come well, on. you know, it's the same thing when you get caught, when, you know, your woman catch you and they damn near caught you doing something. But that wasn't me, babe. <laughs> wasn't me. Well, she, <laughs> gets, she gets a friend. <laughs> See, what had happened was I, you know, so Jamie, yeah, but I know, go ahead, man. Well, you know, Especially, I mean, at his height of of popularity and celebrity, plus he just came out of a very serious medical thing. He had to walk that back. I mean, I'm not going to read beyond what he wrote, but he definitely had to, when he started getting some blowback, he's like, whoa, I can't have this. And so we had to go out there and clean it up, which I, you know, you got, you have to do that, you know, because you want to keep that gravy train rolling. You don't want to offend anybody needlessly, especially unintentionally. You know, he had to walk that back. And I look at uh, what's her face, the woman that Cardi B sued and is hiding out in Africa or something like that now. Oh, Tasha K. She refuses to walk anything back and she's paying for it. She's not hiding in Africa. But I <laughs> well, that's what I read. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> 
Well, but yeah, I mean, and like I said, you can say it's not fair or whoop de woo, but you know, a, a lion in the jungle, you know, if he see you, that's your ass. It, it ain't fair. Like, why you got to kill the? But you you trying to argue with nature? Like you gonna argue with him? He gonna be chewing your leg when you dealing with this community. They'll argue. They can. They'll listen to you try to argue your point later. But until then, you're done. They'll they won't pull the plug on you, and you ain't working in this town no more. Now, what was you saying? <laughs> so but if you think about it, though, you can really say that about any. And I'll use your phrase: any group that's on code, be it that large of a group or be it is you shrink it down to like a, a city or a neighborhood man i heard you talk about those guys on 48th street no i wasn't and you got out there and clean that up <laughs> right. uh lucas what, what do you think of this situation i mean i guess they just they just cloned him i guess that's, that's what happened okay. i don't know <laughs> It is One of the clones got out. <laughs> yeah, this is the clones. But, what if he yeah, he could have played that angle right? This is part of the promotion. That's good marketing. Like, eh, not all off accident. <laughs> uh, joining us here, as you can see, Mister Ampu, sir. How you doing? Uh, he's going okay. This son. All the gang thrown. This show. That's not gang. That is not gang. That's not gang. Be your own peoples. Hey. Uh, Well, I don't know if you. So we were talking about the Jamie Foxx apology. You know, the quick about face uh, on his post. We read his post. Both of them. What's your thoughts on this? Like, why do you think he even posted that to begin with? And was he right to clean it up that quickly? Why he posted it, clearly he was going through some things. And what it shows us is that no matter, well, for some people, no matter your stature, your class, your celebrity in life, you sometimes you still get in your feelings and vent via social media. Because of this thing called social media and the platform, it allows us to not hold things in and sometimes uh, sub, as, as the youngins say, um, um, Lucas's generation, uh, those that have done you wrong. I'm guilty of it. I'm not going to even lie. I am hella for the past. Let me stop. I'm guilty of it. <laughs> you know, so that right there, he wanted, he, he clearly wanted whoever did him wrong to know. I know you did me wrong. And he wanted those that know the people that did him wrong to know that he knows that they did him wrong. Now, when I saw that, when I when I woke up and I saw this whole hubbub and I saw what he said about they killed a dude named Jesus, what do you think they would do to me? I don't know if you guys have discussed it. That's that's kind of an old thing within the black community. We talk about it all the time. You know, they hated on Jesus. They killed yeah. Jesus. So it's like, you you think you think people ain't gonna do you wrong? You think the man ain't gonna do you wrong? You think the system ain't gonna do you wrong? There was this man that, that what I remember the first time I heard it was there was a man that was born on this earth that all he did was spread love and try to bring us together and they killed him. And the thing was, it was just showing that this perfect human being, as the Bible teaches us, Jesus, who came to sacrifice for our sins to uh, make right with Jehovah God, but he was rejected and killed. And it was trying to keep us. I always took it as it was trying to keep us in line of no matter who, how good you think you are of a person, 
if they don't like you, they're not gonna like you. And if Jesus could be killed, you, you ain't special. You ain't above being hated on. That's how I've always seen that phrase since the mid nineties. Mm. Now they have said that it's anti-Semitic because um, they believe that the day is referring to the Jewish people who had their, this is based on what has been told. I wasn't there. Yeah, I, I love how you claim making sure. Now, don't come on me. I ain't the one saying anything. That's This is what I was told. This is what I was told. Uh-huh. That they have blamed the Jewish community for Jesus' death. And so anytime, so apparently anytime you, you say that, they're saying that it's being used by the Nazis, it's been used by white supremacists, that this is saying. So it really is just a miscommunication. Because even in the post that he put up, he said hashtag fake friends. I think hashtag friends or something like that. So I'm like, so you you, saying that Jamie had a bunch of fake Jewish friends? Like, I don't get it. Like, so as far as now, to to me, me being on cold and me being uh, lower tiered, I'd have been like, man, you you did you did way too much. I would have been like. Yo, this is what I was talking about. This ain't what I was talking about. But he he's in Hollywood. It's a business. Somebody's out there putting his name, attaching it to anti-Semitism. He ain't got time to be on his pride and his ego saying, that ain't what I said and I ain't gonna do that. It's like, nah, nah. You could, you could be wrong and broke. I mean, you could be right and broke. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So he just said, okay, one, I need to make it clear. I'm, now, I ain't gonna lie, the part was like, I love my Jewish, I love supporting the Jewish community. I'm like, hey, how you doing all? <laughs> but I just say, it's a business. Yeah. Because <laughs> no. my, my thing was, it's like, no, it's about, hey, I'm, this is what I was talking about. This is because you see, and if the, th- the thing that was interesting is is that he put everything out there. I'm sorry for the words that was shooting anti-Semitic. This is what I was talking about. Me, I'd have been like, no, this is what I was talking about, and then went into the <laughs> but that's why first <laughs> yeah. down yes. first. Yes. <laughs> that's the thing that I took for. I'm like, wait a minute. And then he was like, Oh, this is what I was talking about. Oh, and then he, he went back to I love and support my Jewish community. <laughs> Just because you missed it the first time. <laughs> I get it. I I totally get it. You know, part of me feels like, again, being lower tiered and not in those rooms with these high uh, high rollers that can make and break you. I'm like, I'm not doing all that. But it's a business. And he got to do what he got to do to, to, to maintain his career and his lifestyle. Um I'm gonna. I'm not. Plain and simple. I'm not gonna tell that man not to do what I wouldn't do. <laughs> you wouldn't be on there first. You wouldn't be the first time. Come on, my baby. Oh my baby. Wow. Oh baby. He's like, you want me to apologize to the to the Jewish community for something I did? Okay. <laughs> okay. You want to eat? It's like, but that's not what I was saying. Yeah, but this is how they took it. Yeah. You say, oh, you don't. And, you can be right, but you know what's going to happen to your career? But no dough. <laughs> you be off the game. And the the uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, and I'm going to wag my fingers at it at at, at people. 
you notice how when the label of his comments being anti-Semitic was put out there, I didn't see Woody Allen. I didn't see Jonah Hill. I didn't see Seth Rogen, Seth MacFarlane. I didn't see any of the prominent Jewish people coming out. No, 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 Jamie. I know Jamie. He ain't a, He ain't got an anti-Semitic bone in his body. Y'all need to know what he was trying to say. Do didn't see none of that. They, what did they do? They stood down and was like, hold your own nuts. Yep. Hold your own nuts. They didn't. I didn't see, I didn't see, I went through the tweets. I didn't see anyone that looked like they were Jewish saying nuancing what Jamie Foxx said at all. Didn't see one. But I remember when, yeah, I'm going to go there. I remember when Mr. House and himself, Bill Maher, there was Ooh. several, Bill Maher, Maher, okay. well, I, don't give a, I don't give a damn about saying his name right, um, did his thing. I remember all so many black folk nuances. No, well, what he meant. I remember Michael Eric Dyson going on his show and explaining with all of his eccentric and and absolute and that he was doing. I remember Ice Cube. Okay, yeah, I, I accept your apology, and we can get on Ice Cube later as well. I remember that. I'm still, but I, I'm waiting for. I, 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 if somebody can bring it to me, I'm waiting for the Jewish celebrity. To have nuanced or spoke up for Jamie Foxx, I'm waiting for the tweet for someone in the, from the Jewish community, just a regular fan, to have spoke up and spoke out for Jamie Foxx. I ain't seen it. I ain't seen it. You you will be waiting. Yeah, they on call. I salute them. Salute. Supposed to do. Salute to them, and which. And but and that that is not let's make it clear that is not an indictment on the Jewish community. That's how you should be. Someone there's a perceived slight against your community. Why are you trying to defend it? Why are you before they got a chance to apologize? Why are you um, talking about forgiveness and and apologizing? That's how I want the black community to be. Like why 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 do we when we when some of in our community feel someone says something racist against our community why are there those trying to say well no this is what it is and I need to leave slavery and racism alone before they even get a chance to speak about what they said hmm. same energy I hear you I hear you I hear you well again I hope Jamie gets a speedy recovery um, salute to you know, doing what you got to do, man, to protect your legacy. Uh, you know, we can fight some other battles later, but protect your legacy for them babies and, and grandkids. You know, it is what it is. We we knew growing up back in the day, there's a certain way you act at home on the streets, there's a certain way you act at the job, and that's just the way it is. It, it ain't right. Well, how come? It, it, hey, listen, it's not life ain't fear. So another wake up call. It's a learning moment. We can all look at that and say even an innocent comment. Sometimes if you're at that level, maybe you run them posts by your team first and be like, what do you think could happen if I post this? Ah, uh, you know, this community might have a problem. You know, if you got a team of people, because he's at a different level. He can't just be throwing tweets out. This goes to show you can't just be tweeting or Xing or whatever it's called. Everything should be ran through your filter and you know the people that's their job is to protect the goddamn legacy and a simple tweet like that can tear it all down overnight 
You know, a simple video you post can tear your shit down overnight. It just ain't worth it, man. You know, to, just to be, I, again, the logic of even making a post like that when you're at that level, I think you brought it up earlier, Ampu. But why are you posting stuff like that anyway? Like, fake friends, that whole charge it to the game and keep it to yourself that you're a public figure we don't need to see that you don't need that out there and you already I, I, in my opinion jamie fox is at a level um celebrity and money that he shouldn't even think about fake friends like you if you got fake friends it's like you should have somebody that cuts off the fake friends where's your, where's you your boys that the, the child, like yeah man get that nigga out of here dude. Yeah, that's be the end of it. That's one thing about uh Kevin Hart. It seemed like he he got them his core homies. He has his crew. Yeah, go through them, and they and they have the power to pull Kevin's coat and be like, "Hey, man, you fucking up, dog. You gonna mess all our opportunity. Oh, you we can't allow you to get involved in this. I'll take the hit on that. Remember, he had the, the cheating type stuff, and it was one of the homeboys who's trying to blackmail him." And say he was cheating, they had to pull him out. But the rest of the squad surrounds and protects circle the wagons, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, so Jamie, I maybe need to tighten up his core felt homies. So it's like, yo, man, let me do the post and let me, you know, let it. You don't need to be ah, you, Jamie Foxx, or you, whoever you are, you know. Um, but that mindset, now that you phrased it that way. That's not new either. You know, that goes back down to, you know, I remember you hear these stories about young kids trying to go to the parties where they don't need to be at. And the, and the older cats like, nah, man, you don't need to be here. Okay. Take it somewhere else. And then when I was playing softball, you know, there was a situation after one of the games, you know, hands about to be thrown. I'm like, let's go. They're like, no, not you. You stay out of it. I'm like, what do you mean stay out of it? You're the lawyer. You can't get cut off in this. So you stay out of it. So, uh, so yeah, you need your, your people around you to, you know, make sure you don't get something you don't need to get into. Yeah. And it, it would have been those same people who would have held Jamie back. And, and luckily nothing really came out of it that we know of when Dave Chappelle got attacked. And it was like, yeah, Jamie, he jumped up there and they was whooping that dude's ass. Like, ah. <laughs> it should have been the same thing. Yo, Jamie, sit your ass down. We stay out of this, man. Yeah. yeah. You gonna mess all our bag? What are you doing? You know, let me go whoop his ass. You stay over here. You know, but now the entertainers they want to be in them. You know, I guess keeping it real. Keeping it real goes wrong. Mark, this this is a wrestling term. Sometimes they're a mark for the pot. They just yes. can't get. They just get uh, in the sense that they love that spotlight. They love that adulation. It's like a drug for them where they gotta they gotta say something and get all. I mean, like they say, celebrities are just like us. They like seeing those likes and those views and those impressions, apparently. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And uh, all right. With that, we're going to segue to this young man, Kai. Sent it. How do you say his name, Lucas? Uh, Kai Sinat. Kai Sinat. And, and come oh, you, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. It's what? Pronounce that again. Snack. This ignorant ass fool trying to have this a high tier. Hey, oh. Throw him up I on the screen, I... sir. Put him up on the screen. Are you able to do it? There we go. 
And you know, first of all, oh Lord, why does he look like Jesus? Hey, he's supposed to. Jesus, like he got the head of the, the head of crowns. On my conspiracy theory, because this young man is Jesus. That's why they all came to him. But anyway, <laughs> let me. So first of all, uh, this young man is, uh, and I, I hope I'm saying it right. He is a streamer. I like, I like to say influencer, but he's a he's a gamer, right, Lucas? He's a Twitch gamer, streamer, game streamer. Is that right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Now, let me be clear. I have never heard of this guy. Thank you. It's not just me. <laughs> but I know, Lucas, you have heard of him, haven't you? Yeah. T tell us a little bit about this, Jim. Uh, I mean, he's all over TikTok, all over social media. Um. I mean, he's just like he's just one of those YouTube content creators. Became a streamer. Um, he's just getting popular by the day. And if I'm not mistaken, he has—I want to say they said that he has like six million followers or something like that. Does that sound right? Uh, I think, I think so. But I think that's his subscribers. I'm not sure. I don't know. Twitch follower count is six point four million. Woo. The I bring that up to say, and, and this story that we're going to get into, you know, we are older, except for Lucas, he's the newer generation, the young generation. We are hella old. This young man, it's evident, brothers like him, they got the pulse, or they are the stars of today. You don't have six million followers and not be a nobody. He may be a nobody to me because I'm not in that field. Or You're I'm not in that demographic, man. But these cats are large. And we don't. it, it just goes to show the, the power of the internet. This thing is so big, he ain't being shown to my demographic through the normal channels. But to the kids, he's one of the top dogs of, of being famous. And his whole thing is, I guess, over the week, or last week was a Thursday or Friday. He was in New York, and I guess he had, uh, tweeted out or said where he was going to be at and that he was going to be maybe giving away some PlayStation 5s and some gift cards. That guy. Okay. Yes. So let me read a little bit from this. This is from uh, NBC4 uh, in New York. Twitch streamer arrested after inciting a riot of thousands in Manhattan. Uh, a famous video game influencer known for streaming on Twitch is in custody after a giveaway event attracted thousands of young people sparking pandemonium in Manhattan's Union Square. The Friday afternoon event advertised by Kai was one of the most popular, who is one of the most popular streamers online, grew out of control well before its scheduled 4 p.m. start time. Police estimate suggests the crowd size and eventually climbed to a couple thousand people. I had heard something like 10, almost 10,000 people. Uh, he told his followers to come out to Union Square where he would be handing out free PlayStation consoles and gift cards, among other items. What exactly turned the crowd unruly isn't quite clear, but by 3.30, people were seen chucking garbage at police and taking down barriers around the perim perimeter. Witnesses reported seeing others throwing chairs and bottles. One person had a bruise on his face, and he said he was pushed to the ground. 
there's video of their people jumping on cars, tearing, the, damaging the cars. I think they stole a pizza truck, <laughs> beating people down in the street, uh, breaking into stores, apparently, robbing stores. It, it just grew out of control. Uh, the young man was in an SUV, and the the fans, I guess, they were swarmed in the streets, surrounded, like like he was on his Michael Jackson or something, or the Beatles or something, and they literally jumped on his car, and the car, the car was driving, and they was all on the car. It, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and of course, it turned into this whole big thing. Uh, and he, had, he was arrested, and it, they called it a riot. But I find it fascinating there's a picture. I find it fascinating that a kid, he's a young dude, young brother, playing video games online. And he didn't, it's not just him, there's a lot of them. They're infiltrated, or they just, they are, they have the pulse of the, the young people to the point where it's not that they just have fans, but these people will actually go out in the street. And it'd be one thing if they was just all out there and say, like, yeah, oh, shit, yeah. But the fact that it turned ugly is wild. <laughs> it's like somebody, before this happened, most mainstream people would have no idea who this was. But the fact that there are people with this type of attraction and power that have this much influence over people to the point where those people would tear the goddamn city up over some goddamn video games is very interesting. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. It'd be one thing if he had people out there and they was all pumped up and there was like some instruction of like, what was his whole thing about? Yeah, you know, we're doing our thing, you know what I'm saying? We're proud, whatever it is, or dance, you know, but the fact that it turned deadly ugly is. I, that's something. That's something going on, man. Um, Lucas, what's your thoughts on this, man? Uh, like, I mean, I exactly what you were saying. It's just crazy. But um, are you surprised by this happening like this? Yeah, but also not surprised because, um, you know, why would you why would you invite your entire fan base to? Like, you know, a big area in New York right, where, where traffic, there's a lot of traffic. People have to go to work. Why, why would you do that in the first place? What do you think was going to happen? You know? Right. Uh, Aunt Pooh, what's, what's your thoughts on this? Had you ever heard of this, Brother <laughs> I I've heard the name, you know, variously throughout social media, one post or another, but I never bothered to delve into who this person is. Now, I know you're about to clown me when I say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. Watching that reminded me of that scene from Malcolm X when they had Malcolm go down to the police. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and had them all out there and brought the whole crowd there to get justice. They were like, one man should not have all that power. And I'm just thinking like, <clears throat> it's like, it wasn't the giveaway. I don't. I really don't believe it wasn't him saying I'm going to be there to give this away. I really believe it was. Let's come out. Let's come together and let's do something. I don't think. I don't believe he meant for it to to get this wild. 
But once it did, he didn't do anything to stop it and started amping it up even more. To me, it comes off like really, really scary at the level of influence that he was able to create to cause this scene. Mm-hmm. And that's the more important thing. People would keep looking at, I, I've seen people talking about, oh, look at the, the black community doing this up, which I'm like, hey, let's see Hispanics and Asians and white folk up in there. Mm-hmm. I, let's look at the, y'all tearing things down for this, that, and the other. I'm like, no, y'all need to be paying attention to the fact that he was able to use a social media platform and create this mass hysteria riot. That is scary right there. And people just looking, it clearly is, is stoking, it's is drawing something within his audience, his online audience, that they were willingly, yeah, we're just going to go down there and just turn up and then get rowdy and violent. That is the more scary thing. Not so much how this idiot did something, but the fact that he had tens of thousands of willing participants in New York City, can you imagine? New York City has what nine, ten billion, ten million people. Can mm. you imagine if he had an even greater reach, the damage he could have caused? And that, to me, is what really spoke out to me. Like, damn, what? Because it could be, and I'm going to name some things that you probably know. Though, yeah, it could be Austin City Limits. It could be um, Burning Man. It could be EDC. These big. Um, events of young counterculture that, that occurs where, yeah, let's go. I mean, you in Seattle, it could be packs. Like, oh, yeah. it didn't happen here. You know, you know what I mean? Where they just go like, hey, let's meet down at the Space Needle and sideshow. And, and that's the, that is the thing that I feel is the greater takeaway. It's like having this, like, this one man having this power. And he's a kid. Oh yeah, the young dude. Now, Matt, like, I just want to say, on one hand, and I'm gonna go to big section next. On one hand, it's like it shows the power and influence that brothers can have, because it'd be one thing if they was talking about some these. These are video game players. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? What's the direction? What's the instruction? There's no. What's the code of conduct? There really is none. But the fact that even without that, he still got the power where I can have 10,000 people show up like that. Imagine, that's why I can imagine why they don't have rappers like Pac and all them that actually be talking about something. Because if they had had social media and they were really popping, they could be doing something. Imagine if Public Enemy was out today talking what they was talking. And they had the ability to pull 10,000 people to just show up, but they was on some like the community type shit. That would be some scary shit to some people. But they're probably like, well, all they're going to do is show up and tear the shit up. That's what we want them to do. <laughs> like they have, a, we can't stop the control. We can't stop the influence, but at least let them be influencing some bullshit. Because then they can never rise above us. All they're gonna do is be a criminal. So let it go, let, let it happen. But they but they're not really doing that. All they're gonna do is get arrested and prove our points. But I don't I I, I want I, I just and I'm saying this as an older person. I hope the younger people will see like, damn, if we we can come together, but we don't have to come together to loot the stores and act in a fool. 
What if we came together and we did something? Obviously, y'all ready. They're obviously ready to get it popping. That's my, but they're getting it popping on the dumb shit. You know what I mean? Like, okay, oh, so y'all ready to mobilize to some degree, but you're just mobilizing on criminal activity that keep playing. And, and I'm sure the Trumps and all that, if they get their way, well, let you keep acting a fool to the point where now we can pull the trigger and just outright start gunning this foolishness down and not have to worry about the blowback. See how they act? You get them in a large group like that. We need to take down this criminal element. Let them open fire. Which, wouldn't they do the same thing at the Capitol? Well, that's different. Because remember, this ain't a fair world. So what they can do and the political White House and tear down, you go try doing that and see what happens. There wouldn't even be no court cases. They'd all be dead. Big sex. I'm ranting raving. What's your take, sir? Well, this young man has six million followers. The key here is the word negligence. Anybody with that type of fan base or just base as a whole and you're going to do something like that, you got to have it set up properly. You know, imagine if Taylor Swift, Beyonce, you know, someone like that, who's got, you know, more followers, they just come out, yeah, I'm going to be giving away my new album at Times Square and don't have proper security and have it all arranged. Problem. This kid needs his handlers. Say, so look, man, you got six million. The bag, if it's not here, it's on the way. We got to tighten this up. We can't have this. This is a bad look. You know, I don't know if he had a deal or partnership with Sony to do these PlayStations or he just, you know, oh, he, oh, he absolutely did not. I'm quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> and if he did, he ain't got, they didn't already like, yeah, that's over now. All that paperwork is, is disappeared. We don't know that. Ain't nothing. We ain't being to be accountable for this because you know the lawsuit's coming. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and so things like that, when you get, to that stature, this is more than just, you know, sitting in front of your computer doing your thing, man. You have a duty to your your followers now. And you have a duty to society to not negligently unleash them and let this happen. Because at the end of the day, they gra granted they did arrest this kid. I don't see a criminal charge sticking, but I see some lawsuits coming based on negligence. A lot of lawsuits are going to be coming. Can you can't do that? That's what she said. You're saying that no criminal charges sticking. I'm like, how? Because I'm like, there's no intent. I'm, of course, I'm deferring to you. You're the legal person, but I'm just like, I'm like, this, all of that stuff. He, he's not gonna catch not one case. No, he, he's, he's getting charged. He's if charged. he's getting charged, it'll be based in negligence, not in anything intentional. Well, I think they're trying to say he incited a riot. Nah, yeah, that's not gonna happen. That charge no, will actually, not stick. They actually did charge. Wow. Well, the, the other thing I have to ask is, what is this point? Like, exactly. I'm trying to wrap my head about it. You said what? Clout chasing. Was he? He got six million. What's he? What's he chasing for? Right, but but it's like a drug, man. It's like, yeah. You know, like once my thing is, is that once it is getting out of control, I'm just really trying to. Uh, clearly, he's clearly not thinking. I totally get that, but. I think that there's, there, this is a prime example of ego. 
and pride because he had to have known this shit is getting out of control. I need to, but I can't because I got to do what are my followers going to think? I can't look like a punk and back. I got to I got to keep pushing it up further and further. And I'm just thinking like, bruh, do you understand the trouble you fucking in? And you're just deciding I'm going to do more. Uh, just to read here, it says he was arrested and charged with riot, uh, inciting to riot and unlawful assembly. If convicted on all three charges, be sentenced to five years in prison. Right. He's, scheduled, he's scheduled, scheduled to appear in court August 18th. At least two officers and four civilians were taken to the hospital in ambulances, while one another officer uh, suffered a broken hand. Uh, quote, I personally saw other people leaving here with their heads split open. You know, cuts, bruises, and lacerations, he said, adding that he had also been hit in the head. But he said reports that a 17-year-old had been shot that turned out to be false. Uh, this is a person that was uh, there. He says, uh, this just shows the power of social media, the danger of social media. We went from 300 kids to a couple of thousand kids in minutes. We have to be responsible when we use this tool. Yes. Yeah, man. So, like I said, I I want to I want to salute the young man for again amassing this amount of following, doing what I assume he loves to do, you know, play games. You know, we we love to play the games, and the fact that there's a lane of opportunity to success doing that is interesting and cool. And now we see how powerful it really is. We also see, like, like big, big like you said, we got to take some responsibility on what we're doing. This ain't just us playing games no more. It ain't just you streaming. You, you are bigger than that now. And your word, mm -hmm. your word, has got some power. You have a lot of pull and attraction to you. So, depends on how you want to use it. It would have been, it have been horrible if somebody would have lost their life over this and then he would have to know like man some shit that I did on some bullshit cost somebody's kid to die or you know what I mean or something that happened I had no intention doing and then you also got to know you being a young black man or black man period they're going to crucify you for some dumb for some shit like this where other people you know they might charge it to the game but they're looking for a reason to stop opportunities like this for us so you got to be smart enough to realize, okay, man, I can't, I'm not going to mess the game up for everybody by making the block hot, as they say. Let's do this the right way. But yeah, this is, a, hopefully this will be a wake-up call. Okay. Yeah, we big. We big time. So let's, let's do good business. We can't just do some dumb shit, you know. This, this, this. Keeping it in that vein of, you know, YouTube streaming personalities, you know, a couple names come to my mind. Uh, a few years ago, what was that guy? Pewdie, Pewdie guy, Pewdie Pew? Pewdie Pie, yeah. Yeah, him. He had, you know, arguably those type of numbers. He didn't do this. You know, and conversely, even going further. Did, the, he, did, he, got, he got, he fell into some that Jewish type, type of thing. Yeah, he, he ran his mouth, yes. Yeah, they, they took him. And um, the, the guys, uh, Jake Paul and uh, Logan Paul, those dudes. I know them from WWE, but apparently they're big time they started, yeah. doing their thing, and, and they are doing it smart. I mean, the guy, the one guy's trying to be a quote boxer, not fighting any real boxers, so tear his head off. 
but he's out there doing it and getting getting that pop. But he's building that that fan base. I don't I don't want to say controlling it, but he's definitely steering it his his way the way he wants them to go. Yeah, I mean, all of these guys, man, they're they're on the cutting edge of because they didn't have this when we was out. No, but now there's opportunities where they can do that. They, you know, they're not really tied into no corporate thing per se. They do get into that, but their stuff be organic. Like, yo, they really got people that be following them like that, and they have control. Some, you know, they direct to the people, uh, and they young cats with a lot of pull and influence. So they're in a position. The rock star had to go through the channels yep. to get lucky to get in the position, and then the machine behind them to push them. These cats, they straight to the people, and the people responding straight to them. And they doing they doing it big, and I just think now they're getting they got to realize okay man this is bigger than we thought like we the new much bigger doing their thing so it's time to okay let's you know act like we got some damn sense man you know and like I said for uh, for the young brothers to be in this type of opportunity to have this opportunity to make this type of money that's a blessing man like oh y'all doing some next level stuff don't buck it up you know. Um, but yeah, man, I hope that's I, that works out. Go ahead. I think my last thing is for all you, all you black celebrities specifically out there, influencers, streamers. Y'all, y'all new mantra needs to be with with Bay and JD. Hilarious. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if they wouldn't do that, you don't do it. <laughs> and I know, I know somebody out there. Well, Jay cheated on Beyonce. Well, hey. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get this out the way. Let's jump to uh Lizzo. Salute to Lizzo. So, of course, you've already known there's uh some of her background dancers have come out with a lawsuit and suing her. And I don't think we've had a chance to talk about this, so I'm gonna read a little bit here. And Lizzo has also responded to these allegations. Uh, so I'm gonna check it out from NPR. So it's three professional dancers filed a lawsuit against Lizzo for allegedly creating a hostile work environment. But Lizzo says the allegations are sensationalized stories by former employees who acted unprofessional on tour. Uh, the ladies, uh, Miss Davis, Williams, and Rodriguez filed a total of nine charges against the Grammy-winning artist and her team spanning from May of 2021 to May of 2023, during the time the dancers were, quote, weight-shamed, forced to endure sexually uh, degrading behavior, and preaching about sexuality from, um, and Christianity, and were pressured into participating in disturbing sex shows. That's very interesting. Um, here's what Lizzo had to say, though. She says, my work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually, I, don't, I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. She says, sometimes I have to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valuable as an important part of the team. Uh, that, that's not all that she said, but these are some of the highlighted points. Um, 
the lawyer for the girls wrote in a statement. She says her denial of this reprehensible behavior only adds to her to our clients' emotional distress. Oh, while, while Lizzo notes it was never her intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable, that is exactly what she did to the point of demoralizing her dancers and fragrantly violating the law. Let's get to some of the complaints that they said. Uh, the document details one occasion where Lizzo allegedly pressured Davis, Rodriguez, and Williams, and the rest of her employees to engage with nude performers in Amsterdam's red light district, in which Davis repeatedly said she didn't want to and was hounded by Lizzo as a result. One of the complaints alleges that Lizzo aggressively confronted Rodriguez, who was resigning because of how the pop star had treated Davis. The complaint alleges Lizzo stormed toward the dancer, bawling her fists and cracking her knuckles while shouting profanities. I bet I wish you. Lizzo was restrained. So let me say, they're saying that Lizzo was on her, you better hold me back. I mean, this next bitch is like, okay, interesting. Lizzo was on her pressure. <laughs> She's on her what? On, on her precious. Wow. 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 The views. Yeah. Exposed by Big Sexy. I was going to say she was on her prints with the bodyguards. Wow. Wow. Uh, Lizzo was restrained, according to court documents, but Rodriguez feared Lizzo was going to attack her. Uh, another charge accuses Lizzo of falsely imprisoning Davis in a room, keeping her there against her will until she allowed tour staff to search her phone and iCloud storage. Uh, and I, I don't have the one on here, but there was one at the sex show or something about, and I see the memes of this where apparently Lizzo was trying to make the girls eat a banana out of a stripper's vagina. Yes. I mean, that's, that's yeah. wild, wild allegations, man. Wild allegations. Um, and, and also in, in our Discord, for instance, there's a lot of, um, you know, she couldn't have done this, but then it's almost like, well, how, we don't know what she did. And to cape one way or the other, I feel like we should still be trying to wait to see, you know, from all sides. But I don't put nothing past Lizzo. Nor do I put nothing past the people making the allegations as well. Like, I don't see that. If I just go by what I've seen by Lizzo, and to be clear, I don't know much about her, only than the, the sensationalized stories and the, the, the wild antics. I have seen some of the performances on TV. She seems like she's dope, talented. Uh, she's actually very talented. A great performer, it looks like. But there's always a lot of the... Uh, foolishness, as I like to say, antics. So if I was just to go by the snapshot of what I see, I would be like, well, I wouldn't be surprised because it's a lot of, it seemed like a lot of foolishness, antics. And this sounds like more foolishness. <laughs> so, so I can't outright say I don't believe it. But at the same point, I don't know nothing about that. It's interesting that there's multiple people coming out. Uh, there was also, I think it was a director or something. And she didn't say she was a part of this lawsuit or she saw any of that sexual madness, but she was just like, yeah, Lizzo was going hard on people and I had to quit because it was too much for me. Like, it's just too negative. 
Well, it sounded like there's something was going on, but whether or not it was all this other stuff, who knows? But I think what you're seeing is, and this is my opinion, she has been pushed so hard and almost made her like a poster child for like, you can do what you want to do. And it's real sexualized type of stuff again, which we see with black women, they keep overly sexualized. I think the moment when there's something that's the flip side of that, and, and it kind of goes back to Aunt Pooh's point, with the same system that was pushing her so hard, are they going to jump in front of this and try to protect her? Or are they just going to let her be out there on her own and be like, eh, well, who else we got next? Like, and well, I, and I kind early of Janelle like Monet. I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen with this. And you're going to, it's going to be, a, it might be a wake up call, whether she did it or not. It'll be just like they did old boy with the Marvel thing. They're not going to cape for him and be like, oh, well, Jonathan Majors. They're just going to be like, uh, we're going to see what happened, but I ain't jumping in front of this and let's just move that stuff aside. Now that it seems like he's kind of fighting through this a little bit, they kind of coming back like, well, you know, well, not outright cancel from the Marvel thing, but it, it, it's looking kind of good now, but they, they'll never cape for it. They're not going to cape though. And I think that's we, this is the wake up call to me is to see is watch how they push you, but will they fight for you when you get in that hot water over some foolishness? They're probably not because their replacement is just right here, and they don't really care for you no way. If you don't stop making money from from if you stop making money for them, they'll quickly wash their hands. So I, that's just my opinion. Big sexy, you're gonna say something. To me, this, and I'm not a Lizzo fan, or I don't, you know, I don't know a lot about her, other than the antics. You know, I remember the thing at the uh, at the Laker game, and yeah, she didn't need to do all that. But the way the attorney is speaking, to me, this sounds like a shakedown. That's what it sounds like. You know, if there were real issues of that type, this could have been handled behind closed doors. Period. They ran, and I'm not saying it, and I'm not saying that that didn't possibly happen. I don't know, but the way Laura's talking, yeah, she's just making it worse. Okay, okay, you know. So they're trying to shake her down for a settlement, and at some point, when you're a big celebrity, it's like, you know what? Do I have time for this? Let me just break them off a, a crumb and keep it moving because I have bigger things to do, mm -hmm. and. I understand when you're, especially if you're falsely accused of some, some silliness like this, you want to stand up for your character. But at the same time, lawsuits take time, especially civil lawsuits. They take time. They stay on the, on the media page forever. You know, because if, if it went to jury trial, this wouldn't be heard until 2026, at least. So and, and during that time, it would all be out there. There would be interviews, and Laurie wouldn't shut up. It's like, you know what? I need to make this go away. Let me just resolve it with a sealed settlement. Keep it moving. And that's probably what they're trying, trying to angle for. And the, the other thing, to, to your point, Mark, is the discovery part. Because yep. this is what they put out there. Now, imagine if the lawyer wants to start subpoenaing or requesting witnesses against Lizzo that might have some axe to grind, 
or know some mm-hmm. other stuff. So this is bad. Imagine if it does get to the uh, the discovery phase and deposition or even goes to trial where even worse things get said. I think yeah. in, in discovery and depositions, it, it, you know, things will be said. I guarantee you if things are said that are that damaging, there will not be a trial. So, so to, to your point, Mark, I'm thinking like, yeah, she might, I mean, she's already taken a hit. Can she afford to fight this to prove she's right or that she, she didn't do any of this? Instead of, hey, you pay it, get it out, get it out of the media cycle, and hopefully you could, you know, six months to a year from now, you can get back to uh, get back to business as usual without yeah. this cloud with people. Again, like you, you having some people saying, oh, she did it just to go away because, you know, just even the, the, the taint of even more allegations could doom her. I'd rather have that than actually have some people go on uh, under oath stating some extra stuff that we ain't heard that could be deemed worse. Exactly. One, one thing too, uh, and that's the thing we talked about earlier, when you get to a certain point, you always gotta know everything you do can and will be used against you in a court of public opinion. And when you have all these antics out there, you got the, you absolutely have the right to do them but does it make business sense? Because you realize, you know what? You're a target. And whether you did it or didn't, what can you prove? And if they got, man, they, if they do got a lot of receipts on you doing some bullshit. Damn it. Why would you, you did all that foolishness. They're going to make that look, they're going to make you look bad. Well, I didn't do it. I know you didn't, but we're talking about money here. You're talking about being fair. You're trying, they got you on tape, nigga. Doing dumb. <laughs> Call it 4K. Right? And, and we know it ain't fair to us in the game. So common sense will say, you know what? Just do the music, do your shows, do all your stuff, but leave the foolishness stuff to yourself. Like, because if you're a big brand, you're not, you're a bigger target. And so if it is a shakedown, which it could be. The lawyer cast is smart enough. Shit, this could be a good look because I mean, we do got her on tape doing the foolishness. It at least show like, does she really want to play this out in the court in, in the public opinion? Because we can release the stuff. It, it may not even have nothing to do with what we're talking about, but the people going to make it going to look bad to her. It don't make no sense. That's why I said when you see the Beyonce, you brought the Beyonce, they don't be in no foolishness. Nope. They already know. Any little thing I do, they're going to run with it. One way, or they're going to hold it for when it comes relevant later, and they're going to pull that footage out on our ass. That's the only thing they got on Jay and them, is that uh, elevator fight thing. And they took and to be- ain't said a damn thing about what really was, and ain't going to. And the thing about it is, is that that really didn't make Beyonce and Jay look bad. So oh, some people made Beyonce look bad. I mean, made uh, Jay Z look bad because he got his ass whipped. But if you look at it, you like, well, his sister acting a fool. Not so much big and Jay Z were right. And they flipped that and made it a product, and got millions off of that. I mean, they, again, they're ten steps ahead. They already know. Oh, look, we can take the sting out of that footage by just saying it was all a part of and make it a whole melodrama. And it's our product and. Anytime they'll think of it, they think of the album guy. So we're gonna get paid on it. 
But when you got constantly got footage of yourself out there doing dumb stuff, somebody gonna pull it later and be like, "Well, see, they go, they was on some set, or they know they got." See, there's a clip of uh, Lizzo talking about that banana sex show. They got her on tape talking about it. Now she could have just oh, been talking, no. just doing an interview. She was like, "This is, I'm into that. I want, I want some pussies." And da-da-da. but see, they gonna pull that and see. But see, she was. He was, and then they got the clip of her video from last year where she was on the song. These bitches got the NDAs, and I don't need them hoes. I'm fired. Oh yeah, she got to write a check. <laughs> but see, they gonna pull that stuff on you, and and don't listen to all them people. Like, well, it's not fair. Though. We got to listen. You're on another level. It ain't fair. Money over dumb shit. You have to make a decision which one you want. You can be fair is irrelevant. Be right. That's right. Fair is irrelevant. Or you can have your shit. Uh, We go to the young sir. What's what's your take? I know he's like these niggas. Dad? (laughs) I'm just I'm like actually really tired. I'm sorry. Um uh, I agree with you guys for the most part. Mike in a minute will be docked. (laughs) <laughs> You're making me look bad. No, I'm just messing. Well, the, what do you the, think about her actions, Lucas? I mean, is this is should we? I mean, what, yeah. What do you think? You're, you're, you're in the demographic that it would appeal to. Not saying you're a fan of Elizabeth. I don't know. Maybe you are. Uh, don't say that. Um, <laughs> Damn. I mean, what she did was wrong, but like this type of stuff is going to happen like every week or so. It's just the norm. Hmm. But I mean, people like people do stupid stuff when they're not being watched. So, I, yeah, it's, it's not a good look. But. Okay. Okay. And yeah, the the thing that I find interesting is, and I'm going to bring this back to Prince. We hear whispers of all the debauchery and shenanigans that stuff that went on, but even to this day, the man been dead almost. Se- no, he's been dead over seven years. We still haven't heard a lot of the salacious stuff that he's done. And you ha- we have to assume the way that Prince put stuff out there that behind the closed doors, he had to have been doing some salacious stuff. That's just our assumption. That's but yet he, assumption. yeah, I'll you right. That's our, again, that's why I keep saying our assumption. But for some reason, he created an environment of loyalty that people are not talking and putting that stuff out there like that. Or we just have to assume that's for the cameras. This is who I am. This is who I really am. Because I ain't no goddamn fool. I'm a businessman, not a businessman. And that's and that's the crazy part about it because I'd say, well, since she got to the mainstream, she has had her detractors, some of it, you know, self-inflicted. The Laker game. So to me, to to have been doing this stuff behind the scenes is just wild and crazy to me. If this stuff is true, to have been forcing, uh, trying to force women to take bananas out of vaginas and harassing people about their weight when you up on Instagram crying because people are talking about your weight, I, I'm, I'm just like gobsmacked. Like, are you kidding me? And then on top of that, the fact that you didn't have the NDA, it's like, 
like, what's going on? And this is your behavior because, because you know, just this ends. Celebrities are assholes. Right? There's nothing new. But when you have this image, how are you not? How are you not being better about it behind closed doors that you know this type of thing doesn't occur? Yeah, you know, I, like I said, I, I hope for the best for all involved. Y you hope it's not true. And then the other hand, I, I hope that these young ladies can get clear or, you know, get some whatever they need to get to get through this. If it is, you know, it's, it's just as bad either way. Either way, it's bad. You know, either way, they trying to blackball her or either way it happened. Or maybe there's a little bit of both. Who knows? But only thing I can take away is you got to start. You got to have a tight ship. Again, that's the theme of this show, I guess, is you move up. You have to cut out the foolishness. You you have to be able to like, oh, they ain't going to get me on nothing. Feel me? I'm tight. My stuff is tight. My team is tight. You know, we hear about this business. So that might mean, you know what, let's let's chill on the clout chasing posts. You know, it, it just ain't it ain't paying off in the end. It's a, you know, what I mean, yeah, I got a few little likes, but it's giving them ammunition. And, you know, just like my man Charles Dutton said on Minister Society. The hunt is on, and you're the prey. And the bigger you are in the game, you will pray like a mug. Like they ready, they they own you. Uh, and I say the same thing. And I love Janelle Monae. You got the right to do it. I just, you know, be aware. Like they could use this stuff against you. You're not Madonna. People like to bring up with a Madonna did it. Yeah, but you're not. The game, the game works different for us. I don't care what you. It is what it is. And why would you want to be like that anyway? I guess I don't understand. But just be careful what you're doing. That's all. If it makes sense to you, do it, and deal with the consequences of your actions one way or the other. All right. Salute to Lizzo. Hopefully that that all works out. Uh. Uh, let, let me do this real quick. Let's talk about movies and different things like that. Uh, I did get to go see. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Before we get into the films, uh, on the music front, you mentioned Beyonce. I wanted to just drop this little tidbit. Um, Q Storm put in the Discord something about Swifties versus the Beehive, and I had been looking into this, you know, independent of that, and Beyonce and Taylor Swift in 2023 have pretty much taken over the entire planet and split it among themselves. Um, Beyonce's tour is projected to make 2.4 billion when it's over. Taylor's is projected to make 1.8 billion. Average ticket prices are around $700 for each show. Uh, Taylor's bringing in more in merchandising, but Beyonce gets a bigger share of the merchandising and her merchandising is set up to be exclusive to a particular city that it lands in. You know, both of these young ladies have got their teams in place. They are doing the thing. And Mike, you like the phrase generational wealth, each tour will, this, each of these tours alone sets them up for that by far. And there are other acts out there making their money. Springsteen is still Springsteen put in numbers, but those two are light years beyond everybody else. 
they're doing it right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, Taylor Swift came to Seattle a week ago. And, you know, I don't even keep up with it, but it was the top news. And I, the effects of her coming to town, it was such a uh, economic windfall for the surrounding area in Seattle. It was ridiculous. Uh, the airport, the, she had two shows, I guess, they were over the weekend. That Monday, which was like a week ago or so, they said that it was the busiest day at SeaTac Airport the entire year. They were like, what? It was some random Monday. And they were like, oh, you know what it was? It was all these people who flew into town to see Taylor Swift. They all left. Uh, but she, yeah, it, it generated millions of dollars here. So, yeah, I mean, these, these groups are huge, man. Uh, Big money. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift is about, I want to say, uh, two miles from me at SoFi Stadium. It's ridiculous. The traffic is just crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Black, white, Asian, Hispanic. I was like, I didn't know she had it like that, but oh, yes, she does. And no, and this is this would make you laugh, Mark. I, I took uh, my young daughter to uh, Yogurt Lab, and they had a tip jar, and it said, "Tip if you hate Scooter Braun." And I said, <laughs> "I was like, oh, that guy's like, you guys are smart. Y'all gonna get that Swifty money? I got you. Yep. I got you. Yep." That's smart. <laughs> Man, that's right. I remember we talked about that cat. I know that they, they might be mad that I say, but you know what? He doing business. Uh, young dude. Young okay. dude doing business. You know, yeah, I'll give him that. He's doing, but I, I have to salute the fact that, he, I mean, he making moves. They may make moves that may affect the artists that you love, but man. He clicked, he's clicked in like a mother. Got to be to be doing that. But he buying her masters and was trying to offer him masters. And he had all the mother little young. Yeah, he's on his Leor coin. <laughs> yeah, he is wild, man. <laughs> you don't talk too greasy. She's in a position where she can talk wild to cats like that. But I bet you them other artists don't be talking goofy on him like that because he's probably so clicked in. I had the screens taken down, boy. I'm clicked in with a lot of people making money. You can't talk. He, he's the. I think he's probably the face for a lot of big players behind him, financiers and stuff. Where they probably use him like, okay, you. We got this group behind you. This finance group behind you. We want to get that over there. You go over there and be the face of it. But it'd be these big financial groups behind him was probably really bankrolling that shit. That he can be able to buy her shit out like that. That is probably some other people, and he's just the face man that's smooth with it, and he's been chosen. And you know, she's in a part where she can talk greasy because she's got her own thing. But it'd be interesting to see 10, 15 years from now if they really be like, okay, it's time to really isolate her and go ahead and cash her out and to endure her like a prince. Like, eh. Go ahead and turn him off, turn the machine off on her for a while. <laughs> We got the new da 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 da, and we own all the masters anyway. Uh, kind of like they did with Prince. Like, oh, you talking? You you want to do that in the nineties? Cool. Turn the machine off, and you just go be underground and be a cult figure. But you'd be dead to the mainstream for a few years until we get ready to eat off you, and you want to come back and do a major label again? Oh, okay, now we turn the machine back on for you, Prince. But but the thing is, though, with with Taylor and Beyonce. 
and Prince at a certain time, and you know, a lot of the biggies like that. When you get that 17 to 35 demographic locked down, you win. Because they have the most, let me rephrase that, they will spend the most money. They don't have the most money, but they will spend the most money on their artists and things they love. Yeah, and I think the Taylor Swift's and, and particularly the Beyonce's, they benefit from watching the game for many years and studying who came before them. Yes. This stuff is so business tight, particularly Beyonce. Man, they, they own some whole other... They're on a whole other level that the R&B pop artists of before would never would never had the opportunity to do like what they doing, like what Beyonce be doing. Her straight her stuff banging all the time. It's always a big deal. It's the top thing anytime she drop and they don't be no dirt on her name. She don't even be doing no interviews. Stay straight with big dollar deals. She done clicked in with the biggest rapper. They didn't. They didn't made it a whole conglomerate that you, I don't think we've ever really seen musical artists do that before. So that's why I say it's actually very interesting that it was a rapper, and like the it girl R and B artist became not just the big rapper R and B, but they became worldwide business icon. You know what I mean? Like they on some whole other shit, man. So like you said, their tours to be two billion dollars, and that's light work for everything else they got going on. You know what I mean? Year after year. They, they on some other stuff, man. You'll be curious to see. When you say the word power couple, that's what you're looking at right there. Yeah, they, they out of control with it. Even if some, I, I can even see if for some reason they even broke up for some, and I don't wish this on them. I think they would do it and be so smooth with it that they would both still be top balling and they wouldn't be on there talking goofy on each other. No, no. Just be like, well, you know, it's a business move. Whoop de whoop! I, I love her. That, that, our, our baby, she got next. Really, they just setting it up for the young girl. She gonna be the next one, probably in 10, 15 years, and she'll come out and be the new Janet, and built off the success of her mom and dad. And it, the game will be laid open for her. I think them kids will eat up a Blue Ivy album or a song. It's primed that she'll be the next thing. The little girl is gonna be on her nuts, heavy. Or if they Hell put her up or something, it's over. Hell, the uh, the, 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 the grown ups, uh, 21 to 35, they is gonna are, that. yeah, they, they, they already, are. yeah, they they prime her. I, I, I'm sure everybody, if y'all not seeing for what it really is, they setting her up, man. They setting it up smooth. Now, here's the question that I have um, Jay Z, I believe, alone is worth a billion, Beyonce alone is worth what. Half a billion, if not more. My thing is now, now again, I'm lower tier thinking. I, I'm like, in your opinion, Mike, Mark, I don't know if Lucas can get in on this because he, I don't know if he's even thinking on that level just yet. Would right. you be, would you, no, I'm just saying because he's 16. Is he thinking about kids? That's what I'm saying. You know, would you be wanting to, like you said, they setting her up for next? I'm like, if you got all of this money, considering everything that you've done, would you really want her to be pushed towards that entertainment? Because I'm like, she doesn't have to, because right. as much as, you know, this is this is, this is is what I know, this is what I did, there are a little drawbacks, and you can only protect her so much, because as we saw with the Jacksons, they could only protect them, so they could only uh, joke, only had so much control before they broke off 
did their own thing, Michael, the Jackson boys, and then Janet. So my thing is, it's like, I'm thinking, I'm like, baby, you ain't got to do that. You can go do something else. You don't need to be in this entertainment thing. Why? I'm just going to just want to get you guys' opinion. Would you be pushing for her to be the next big pop icon when she really don't have to? Go ahead. Uh, you know, when you have like that type of wealth and you, you know, obviously you love your children, you don't want to push them into anything. You know, let them tell you, Dad, I'm passionate about X, Y, Z. Let's go do that. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily think you should guide them in your footsteps unless that's what they feel passionate about. You know, if they want to really want to get into that, then you set them up, you know, and let them see how they fit. Or they could be just straight up academics. They could be someone who can take streaming to the next level. Could be, there are a lot of things for young people, you know, especially young people with that type of, you know, support. So I would just leave it up to them and say, look, whatever you're going to do, I'm with it. You know, as long as it's not felonious or self-destructive, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride with you. I'm not going to put you in anything. Yeah, I would add to that to say, uh, I think they're setting her up for whatever she wants to do, whether it's to be a pop singer thing or just being a cold ass boss, influencer, business person, uh, your Rihanna, or, you know what I mean? They setting her up to, to be a different thing. I think it's no different than when you brought up Joe, how it trickled to the to Michael, and then the next generate would have been the Janet, you know what I'm saying? Or uh, Elvis, and then his daughter, Lisa Marie, or, or even uh, Will Smith, uh, his son, and... Uh, What's the young girl? Jaden and Willow. Yeah, whether or not she wants to do music, and even if music could be relevant by the time she chooses to do it, I think her brand, who she is, set up is she's gonna be big. And what if she wants to get in the fashion world and be a designer, or she wants to do a deal with? She got the carte blanche now and the juice to do whatever. And there's a legion of fans ready to lock in on whatever it is she do. So I, that's why I think that's what I'm saying. They're setting her up for success, whatever that is. Uh, she's going to be known. That, that's just the, no escape. Whether you just want to go to college where you're going to go to the top, those schools going to bend over backwards to get you in. Or you want to go work somewhere. That corporation is going to let you in off the strength of me. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So that's how I'm saying they setting her up, and we never really seen a celebrity couples on that level that's so, so clicked in the business, not just their artistic endeavor, where they're gonna be like, yeah, my kids can do whatever. And I think it's the first time you've seen black celebrityism on that level, where it's not just he's gonna be a singer or you're just gonna be an actor and follow dad's step. No. You can be a business mogul if you want to. That's what we build in here, mogul. So you can be a mogul on whatever you want. And I think that that little girl is recognized to hell. She and, and her parents are known for good business, or they know they, there's no smut on their name. You could argue they treat Beyonce like she's a damn goddess. I'm not saying she, but you know what I'm saying? That the respect Beyonce has when she comes. 
we give her the utmost respect. So that's going to trickle down to the young girl. She's getting that already. Her dad gets the utmost respect when they mention his name, whether it's because he's the best rapper or he cold in business or whatever. So they coming off of that. They, they got nothing but goodwill. That's the magic word, goodwill, right there. Just close on that, and they're great. And then they, they got the twins that ain't even old enough to really be shown yet, right? Because they got twin kids, too. Yeah, I don't think I think we saw them when they were just born, and that's the yeah, last time we see them. That. Yeah, so that was the next next. But they're going to have so much goodwill on their name. Their name rang out, man. So they, that's what I was like. See, salute Jay-Z and Beyonce, man. They done set their family up. They don't have no smut on their name. And no foolish, like I said, just that that one little video, but they already done preemptively took the energy out of that. So they good unless unless somebody wants to come out and, and you see it sometimes. Though, well, that's my daddy or Jay Z, my daddy. I ain't. <laughs> pretty, pretty much the only people that have put a smut on his name within the industry is Dame Dash, and right. That's that's some he says she oh, said because it's this two sides and Jay Z has been smart enough to say, I'm not going to respond to that because I can't, I can't win I can't win that right people won't even right. think I'm lying or I'm trying to keep him down yeah yeah so they 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 solid man well yeah Jay Z you sometimes Jay Z yeah or Beyonce it's just a minuscule little hate but remember they was oh, them ticket prices is on and now what you don't hear nobody saying nothing about no ticket girl I was at the concert live. Oh, you see my video with that kind of thing. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm still like side-eyeing people that were complaining about those ticket prices because, you know, I'm sorry. You do not have to buy those tickets. You don't need to go. Yeah. When It's like, I have to say the same thing. When Mercedes releases a new C-Class, pricing it at 50K, I don't be seeing people. Why they got to price that? When Apple, and I said it before, like when Apple drops the new iPhone, eleven hundred dollars, I don't be seeing people going on in for that. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, good, 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 good uh, combo there, uh, young sir. Any, any, uh, thing you want to add to this? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Even move. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, all right. So let's transition to the movies here, real quick. As I said, I went to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Uh, Gracie uh, had been begging me to see this. She wanted to see this. And I'm like, okay. So let me quickly say, uh, this movie surprisingly was very good. Uh, the animation style was very reminiscent of the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse movies. It's that kind of 3D style. It's not the exact same, but it's like it, but it's a different way. And I thought the animation was dope. Like, I was like, wow, okay, this is great. Uh, but the true star of this to me or the, the things that really stood out to me about this movie is, uh, I have to say, Ice Cube, actually. Um, I didn't necessarily know he was in this movie. I think I may have heard his name mentioned, but he plays the bad guy in this movie. I think the bad guy's name is Superfly. Oh, and no. He stole the show. Uh, I'm a fan of Ice Cube just over the years like anybody else, but I I, I don't know if he's done voice, voice acting before. This here, I thought he 
And I never say that. He killed it. Like, I know it's Ice Cube talking, but he just brought a certain thing to this role that I was like, this dude, first of all, he is hilarious. <laughs> like, you would think he was a comedian or something. He had me dying. And the stuff that he was saying, I don't know if he was ad-libbing this and maybe it's just shout out to the writers, but he was saying some of the most hilarious spot on to hip hop culture, spot on to the 90 was so little clever things. It was so many little uh, rap things that they pulled. There was one part where his character busts into this truck and he's about to start fighting. He's like, uh, six in the morning, the police at my door. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, that was perfect. Like he just threw an iced tea line in there. He says all these little jokes. He says something. He said, Fat booty boy racist. <laughs> I lost it in the movie. Like his character was just saying the most craziest shit. But it was Ice Cube and it was, you could hear, it just sounded like somebody who got all the jokes, who knew the references at the right time to Sam, the inflection of his voice, the way he said them. It wasn't corny. It was hilarious. I can't say enough. I thought Ice Cube was dope in this. Like he perfectly played this bad guy character. Um, Splinter, that the rat guy. You know, I know some of the mythology of this as I've seen some of the movies over the years. But the the, the rat teacher of the uh, turtles oh, was Jackie Chan. And at first, when I was listening to it, I was like, I kind of know this voice, but I don't. And I was like, it's kind of sound like an Asian person. But then when I realized, I was like, wow. Jackie's killing this. Like, this is hilarious. And he's, they play him slightly different than what that character's been seen before. And I thought he was really good. And then the guys who actually play the turtles, I don't know who they are. Perfect. Like, they sound like kids. But they, I'm sorry, you said Seth, Seth Rogen's one of the turtles? I, th I think so, yeah. He's ah, like I would be shocked because they sound like kids, but Whoever they were, uh, actually, Seth Rogen was somebody named Bebop. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Actually, I look at it. There's our children, these are kids playing. Let this not be the little black boy from uh, the shy, yeah, yeah it looked like him. Yeah, he played hilarious. Oh, go ahead, get your money, boy. Get your money, man. He did a great job, man. Uh, I, I was, yeah, this was excellent. So uh, I would say this is, and then the other part about this movie that I thought was great, just like the Spider-Verse movies, the, um, I'm not going to say the reliance, but the obvious respect and almost a love letter to hip hop, uh, 90s R&B, and just the culture of that in this movie is heavy. And it's not done in a way where it's corny or cringeworthy. I thought, I was like, man, did black people make this movie? You know, it's so like ingrained, ingrained into it, like it's, it's it was natural. There's a part where they have no diggity by uh, Blackstreet, and it's played perfectly. It's not corny. There was a lot of rap stuff, and I was like, wow, they knew this song. And it, the background stuff that was going on, the stuff that they were saying was such a '90s type of stuff. Spot on. I think you're, you're starting to see this in a lot of movies. I recently watched uh, the new Transformers movie the other, uh, last week, and that's the same thing. It is almost like 
the 90s R&B and hip hop is just littered through that. Even I think it's set in the 90s. But I was like, these are people who grew up with that. And now they're putting it in the movies that they make. But that's their oldies to them. That was the thing that they were into. And this movie, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, has that exactly. And it's so interesting to see. I never would have thought hip hop, R&B from the 90s and stuff would be looked at this way. And I'm so glad it is. Because it's, I was like, wow, this is made, you know, this is from my generation, though. This is made for kids of today. It is so harkened back to what I grew up on. I was like, wow, that's dope. They made it work. And it's, it's nostalgia. I guess the same way when I looked at Greece, when I saw that, I wasn't a part of that culture, but I kind of knew what it was. And it was dope. And this is the same way. So this actually was a really good movie. It's entertaining. It's not too long. And I never would have expected to say this, but this is one of one of the better movies I've seen this year. Like, and it plays for kids too. Like, some of the jokes though was like, I was like, what? I'm, and I'm, I'm like, I know my daughter's not going to get what they're kind of saying here, but I was like, wow, I know what they're really saying here. But I, and maybe that was the Seth Rogen, where they can throw in some of the the, the wordplay that I kind of think I know what they were playing on. But I thought this movie worked for kids and adults, and it's it's shockingly very good. Well, I, and I would say in terms of Marlins between one to five, I give this three and a half Marlins, <laughs> uh, and I might give it more when I see it in 4K because I think it's, as much as it looked cool at the theater, I could tell this movie's probably gonna look brilliant on your TV. Like, you know, those colors were just ridiculous. But uh, yeah, man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You'd be surprised. And now I heard there's some controversy about Splinter possibly being on some other stuff. I could, I didn't see that when I saw it, but I could see how somebody could say that. And what I'm saying, I think Sean Christopher put in the Discord, oh, Splinter's gay. And he's wrong, as usual. And there was a promotional picture of Splinter that the company put out where it distinctively says him or something like that. But in the movie, no, not Splinter, but there's a character that Splinter uh, kisses and wants to get with. And in the movie, it plays like she's a, it could be a female type of of character, but it does look like in the original intent with that, that was not a female character. And he was going crazy on that. But what's funny is when he does what he does in the movie, one of the turtles goes, that's gross but I thought he was just saying that because it was such a overtly display of kissing and stuff but I don't know if he was saying that because I was a dude as well either way it was funny uh, it, but it doesn't play that way when you watch it but go see the movie for yourself I'm curious to think, think, see what you guys think about it but there you go um, did we see any other movies or TV shows this week I did see uh, Transformers again. Um, What'd you think? Best Transformers in the series. Yeah, Easily. Well, maybe I must. The the fight scenes weren't as good as the first one. I'll give it that. Right. But the story, the plot, it did not insult my intelligence. Say what you will, Michael Bay. He is a super director. He producer. He knows how to make money making products, but. 
I am glad his um, work in this was minimum, at least from a plotting and directing point. It made total sense to me this, from start to finish. Now, they did, of course, they had these uh, human characters, but I guess um, CGI has uh, gotten so much better and less expensive to a degree where they were able to give us these Transformers throughout the whole film and keep it to their things. And there weren't a lot of the stupid human, I call them human petrics. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't soak my intelligence at all. And spoilers, when we did finally get the main character in his having his spike moment, if you remember, that was a spike. I can't yeah, I think it was, nah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm From the first Transformers movie, the animated movie in 1987, where the little boy got his Transformer suit, um, go back and watch it. Ah. And yeah, he, he got that moment in here. I was like, I was like, oh, I know what that is. I know that callback. I got it. Yeah, okay. I didn't get Everything that. was I love the fact that they had the retro look for um Optimus. Now I'm I was missing, I mean, they gave me Scourge, which I'm like, that ain't one of the ones I liked from the uh, Gen 1 and Gen 2 seasons. I'm like, give me like I, I was I was hearing it was supposed to be Galvatron, which Whatever. I, I still not trying to understand the difference between Megatron and Galvatron, whatever. That was that was the only problem I had was that the villains were not anyone that I was really into. That they had the Terracons, and I'm like, I don't recall them. I need somebody I can really root for. Give me a Starscream, a Shockwave, Megatron, Blitzkrieg, you know, somebody I know. They gave us all of the recognizable Autobot ones, and then they they did a good job of making us understand the primals. I can't fully explain it. Yeah. But I was like, okay. I, I got the King Kong trans. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why they look like that, but okay. You know, it's like I, I, I it's like I left scratching my head, but I didn't left, I didn't need to go to Wikipedia to explain everything. <laughs> right. you know? But you know, just overall they did a great job. I love the music. I don't know. It clearly was a New York hip-hop head fanatic doing mm. the score the soundtrack that was dope and they and it, it didn't insult my intelligence they didn't have the stupid jokes that the transformer michael bay films was about they even took a shot at marky mark at the end <laughs> with yeah. the i heard he's gonna stop rapping i'm like yes because uh between shia labeouf and mark that at the, on the one hand the guy that they got i was looking like why is he the lead but at the same time, he was so refreshing from what we got from Shia LaBeouf and Mark Wahlberg, where they, they just, I'm sorry, they just graded on me. Their performances in those movies just felt like they really didn't give a damn. They were getting the paycheck and they were going to be as over top, over top with the dialogue as possible. And he took it seriously. Now, to be fair, he had a much better script, but still. And of course, the Easter egg. Can we give the Easter egg at the very end of oh, who yeah, was yeah, on yeah. that card? Yeah, yeah. He flipped the card that the guy gave because I'm thinking like, oh, this is the when the guy was talking at the end when they brought uh, the character. I can't think of his name. I'm so sorry. Uh, to this secret base, we're like, yeah, we know what you did with those autobots, yada yada yada. I thought it was going to be because this was taking place in the mid '90s. I thought it was going to be the organization that John Turturro was working with in the first Transformers movie. But no, he flipped that card and it said G.I. Joe. And I was like, oh, okay. You got me. You got me hyped for a sequel. 
I want to see how y'all do that. They just got to get GI Joe right because you know they. I feel like right. they got Transformers right. Gonna do GI Joe and make me interested on this mashup. Yeah, and I was I wanted to shout out uh, Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback. Dominique is from uh, Swarm. Wasn't she in something oh. else? What the the Amazon Prime show Swarm, yeah, the one about the Beehive. Is she from Snowfall or something? Or I'm just I I don't remember her from Snowfall. Where is she? She's from something before Swarm. I oh she was in that movie with Jamie Foxx. Uh it's a Netflix movie where they had the superpowers. Oh yeah. Uh, she was like a little kid in that. Power. Yeah, I, I can't recall. Power, yes. I thought she was really good, and and and, the, and like I said, the, um, the the young man that that stars in this um, was it Ramos. I said the first, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, following both of their stories, particularly the young man. I felt like I was like, I was like, I could actually just watch this. It was that good to me. I felt like this, like this is like some '90s movie I never saw before. You know, like a black movie or something. I was like, it just felt like that to me. I was like, they're really doing this. I'm like, I wonder if some people are watching this. Like, where the hell are the transform? You know, I want to see more. Oh, I mad at these people. I wasn't mad at their stories at the beginning. I was like, this is unlike the uh, I like Transformers one and two <laughs> with those human character stories. Yeah, those are horrible. This I was like, I can I can watch this. I was really into what was going on with their characters, and I thought they were so authentically done. I was like. Again, I was like, wow, we really see how hip hop and all that has infiltrated or just taken over like the storytelling. I was like, you normally wouldn't have gotten these types of characters in a movie like this. And I thought they did it really well. Like I was shocked. I was like, man, Transformers is going to the hood. It's like, I was like, who made this movie? And I think it was a young brother who directed this as I look at it. And I was like, man, salute to you. Uh, Stephen Capel Jr. Yeah, young brother. Um, well, uh, one other a- thing I want to say about Anthony Ramos is he clearly, I don't know, maybe not pedigree, he, he definitely has the chops. Uh, bro was in, uh, on stage, theater, uh, in the Heights and Hamilton. He's going to uh, be yeah. playing Mozart in a stage production of Amadeus. Mm-hmm. And then he's clearly clicked in as well. Uh, he played uh, Mars Blackman in She's Gotta Have It, which I'm like, that's where uh, I know him from. Okay. And, you know, he, he he was in Godzilla. He was in The Bad Guys and The Heights uh, film production. So, the dude, he got the right... He, he he clearly can do it, and he's clicked in. So, salute to him. Yeah, yeah. These these young directors, man, these new young black directors are doing their thing. I, put, uh, I think if this movie goes on to something like a Netflix and people will get a chance to... I mean, it's on Paramount now, I think, but... This is actually a surprisingly good movie. That's what I'm trying to say. I think a lot of us will be like, yo, this is dope. Like, you will be into it. You'll be shocked that you're like, wow, I should have saw this is a theater. This is kind of actually hey. dope. Whoa, <laughs> hold up. The dude but, who did this Transformers, he did Creed too. Creed, so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's a young, young yeah, brother. Okay, so he learned under the... he. Come on, Mark, help me out. What is the phrase? Fat through the learning tree. There you go. <laughs> like cats like this, the cat who did Tyrone movie. Uh yeah, there's there's some strong new new people doing their thing, man. Uh, yeah. On the backs of a guy who I was thinking I don't get enough credit. On the backs of somebody like a Tim Story. 
who who's no, done the black movies and has done the superhero big budget movies. So they don't really mention his name like that. But he yeah, he's done some some good stuff, man. Now these dudes coming after him and they really leaning into their hip hop and the culture, but also still doing the big budget IP movies, man. And, and, it's, and it's working. Okay. Any last words on Transformers? More than me. Robots in skies. Man, that's Transformers has been around a long time, man. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Suffice to say, also, and I haven't seen it yet, but the Barbie movie would be remiss tonight. I, mean, I think that has passed a billion dollars already, right? Which, I mean, who would have, if somebody would, I personally would have never saw it. Oh man, they got a Barbie movie coming out this year. It's going to do a billion. Yeah. Okay. But shot to the top. I wouldn't have thought it did a billion, but I definitely would think, thought it would have done half a billion and more. Because, you know, some people uh, in the chats are like shocked by this. And I'm like, there's a reason why Barbies are still selling. Like, come on. Guess, every man. year there's a new customer born. I mean, every day a new customer is born for Barbie. So, yeah, it kind of it does make sense if you give it a decent story in the right actors that can draw that yeah we'll do good yeah I, you know it's it's kind of i mean like people were shocked by the success of super mario brothers i'm like you do realize the last one was 1991 and that was trashed it's, clearly they put their effort into this they decided to make it animated and it's been what what 30 years since then mm. of fandom just growing for that I remember that first Super Mario movie. That was uh, it was instant trash. It was so <laughs> if they didn't have the internet back then, the Rotten Tomatoes, because they was going in on that movie back then. That was before as it should. And that, and that needs to be the lesson. Do you have this IP? Why are you trying to? Put your spin on it and make it more realistic. It, it's about a damn plumber going to a, a mushroom land. <laughs> what are you trying to make this more realistic in New York? It was the guy so from Roger Rabbit. What was the guy that started in it? Uh, his name? Bill Hoskins, I think it was, and yeah. Mar- John Leguizamo. Bob Hoskins. Oh, that's right. He Bob. was in there. Mm. Hilarious. Hey, that's why he tried to come out saying something when this one came out, didn't he? He was kind no, of he like, said so I, he was talking yeah, about something about getting a Hispanic. Oh, it was about um I think it was Franco, James Franco is gonna play uh uh some Hispanic guy, and he's like, Why can't we get a Hispanic person? He's like, Well, you play you ain't Italian, you play the Italian right. person. He's like, stop. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, one other movie. I'll make a transition here, actually. Oh, you know what? Let's go into this movie news. Uh, Gal Gadot has uh, said now that she is in talks with James Gunn. I can't think of the other gentleman that also runs DC with James. That they're now in development of the Woman Three. Uh, I assume this is without Patty Jenkins, you know, the director of the first two. And, and at first they announced she was doing this movie, and then they said, I'm "Not going to do it." But DC's going to go in a different direction. Recast and reboot the universe, and now we are hearing that they're going to keep Gal Gadot, 
and they're gonna move forward on a Wonder Woman three. I, I personally thought that Wonder Woman two was that was trash. Some I feel the way people say about the Flash is what I would say about Wonder Woman two. Yeah, that's right. Luke. <laughs> Wait, don't please tell me he didn't like what. Tell me he didn't like what. No, 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 no. The Flash was Flash absolute was garbage. The Flash is absolute garbage. You know, I I gotta disagree. I watched the Flash finally. You saw this, okay? <clears throat> I it was it it had its moments of like really, and it could have been better, but I don't think it was trash. Yeah. But it definitely could have been a lot better. But I've seen a lot worse from Marvel. Oh wow! A Why did that catch Why did that catch straight? It's the it's the best Flash movie, but it's the worst DC project ever. Did you see Jonah Hex? Ever, wait, wait, ever? 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 Or movie ever. <laughs> Green Lantern. Wow. Oh, okay. Actually, not. I guess you're right. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Superman <laughs> 4. Uh, oh. Masterpiece. Uh, Batman v Superman. Oh. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me take him out the screen. <laughs> but but uh, what was I saying? So, yeah, they're, they're going to. Now, here's the thing I think about this, though. So you're gonna get rid of Henry Cavill, but keep Gal Gadot. If you're gonna do a full reboot, what, what is she doing? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, if the whole point was, oh well, they're too old. Or, well, how old is she? Like, it just seems confusing to me. I, I don't really understand how they're moving and what made it change. But to bring her back, and you're not He's gonna have 38. Ben, so Ben Affleck in a movie in a movie. That's the ones that's hidden. She's off a flop. I think they're staying away from Superman as a standalone for some reason. No, they're and, no, 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 no. they're making a Superman movie now. Well, it's probably on hold because of the strike. What? But no, they're yeah, making they, they the next movie. Yeah, they already yeah, they already casted them. Ca yeah, oh. they announced the cast. Hold up, Mike. So you said you're right. So they got rid of Henry Cavill because he's too old. He's 40. Gal Gadot is 38. Yeah. Isn't that confusing? Why why not keep something on instead of keeping I think there's something more to why they're getting rid of Henry Cavill. I think so too. To make it even more weirder is the guy that they cast kind of looks like it. Yeah, he's just Henry Cavill, but like 20 years younger. There you go. And then again, Ben Affleck, you done had him all through this Flash movie. Made sure he got shine. And then you want to go. I'm not then they're gonna give us another Batman. And aside I'm not mad that, at them recasting Ben Affleck because bruh is about to be 51. I don't want to be ageism, but you know, they probably do want to get three films out of them. But they already messed up by the fact that they got Robert Pattinson. Yeah. He works. He works for what yeah, he's he actually works. He works for what I watched the movie last night. I was like, yeah. Well, no, what I, what I mean, they messed up like in the fact that like, okay, we're going to go get Ben Affleck and it's like, but you, you know, you already got Robert Pattinson and then you're going to be the new cast a new Batman. And so. Yeah, and then you're going to keep the same Wonder Woman and then you'll have a new Superman that's younger. Make it make sense. It don't if I thought just rebooting, or maybe, maybe they're gonna wreck on it. Maybe they're gonna wreck on it. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're gonna do a Marvel wreck on it. But I want to go on record as saying I don't hate this move. Um, 
Gagada has grown on me. So she's dope, I, but yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Look, I'm sorry. But... Yeah, so I, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad because it, it's already it's already the DC fandom, the fanboy, the toxic fanboy already took Gail Gadot through. She's not. Uh, she doesn't have the build. She's not tall enough. She's not muscular enough. So I kind of don't want to see another woman go through that when you know Gail Gadot has been set them up and proven um, her ability to play this role very well. So, hey, keep some type of consistency. Yeah. Um, I, all I can say is I hope it's good. Um, but, I don't know, they've been throwing up so many bricks. <laughs> it's almost an appointment, man. I'm cool. Like, I'll catch it on Disney, or <laughs> catch it on Max, I guess. But we'll see. It's all going to come down to that Superman trailer. And if that trailer ain't on point, they're going to tear his ass. Yeah, actually, the pictures are going to leak probably before we see the trailer of Superman, what he look like. And if it ain't on point, you think it's bad now? They're going to be eating him alive, man. They're going to be, they already eating him alive, but he got to come out the box banging with the Superman movie. Blue Beetle's already probably. Dead on the yeah, right, unfortunately. They, they said that it's um estimated to literally already it's already a bombing box office. It's not even oh, doing oh. it. That's what they said. Yeah, I think they were saying it's only gonna do like what twenty to thirty million. They said it was gonna do that's the worst in black. Totally. Mm. That's not good, man. Um I have to ask the question why did they green light that film? Especially when you in my now. On the one hand, well, Marvel, they did green light Guardians of the Galaxy and that man, and you saw how before they that did. On the other hand, DC ain't Marvel. So let that go. And I'm just trying to understand, you know, when you have these great characters, you have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Robin, you know, whichever one you want to go with. Right now, I'm sorry, Damian Wayne, I think, is becoming the uh, the iconic Robin for me. Mm. And the Teen Titans, uh, Green Lantern Corps. I'm just really just scratching my head at some of the decisions they're making with the characters. I thought Shazam, I really felt Shazam could have been a nice, good franchise, but too many chefs in the kitchen messed messed that up because of the dynamic of the kid who gets the superpowers. I don't get it. Black Adam, I thought, I mean, you, you shouldn't, that should not have been a miss. You get the rock yeah, with rock. A, as an anti-villain. I mean an anti-hero. Yeah. That should have been a hit, but now you start, now you're giving us blue beetle, you know, great for diversity. Love it. You know, Hispanics get to see themselves on the big screen. But they beetle. could have made Blue Beetle a supporting character in like a Justice League film. Like if they did like a JLI type movie with all of these characters in it. Because I think, cause didn't I read somewhere they're doing an animation or something or introducing Guy Gardner? Isn't that coming up? He's going to be in the Superman movie. Yeah. In the, yeah. Okay, that. They could have put Blue Beetle in there and introduced him there. Well, well I think Blue Beetle, the movie, that was in production <clears throat> before James Gunn came into it. So that was like already done. So that was there. Yeah. There was plans before with their, the whole reboot. <laughs> Just to say, and it also says that it was pre- the prediction is that this movie will earn twelve 
17 million opening <clears throat> opening weekend ultimately is predicted to only do 27.55 for the whole run that's bad, that's bad. you know you, you know Shazam Shazam was supposed to be the or the second one was supposed to be the uh introduction to the to the universe but you know. mm. I don't know. Let's we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it's I mean, the thing is, it could be a good movie. That's the shame about it. I don't even think it's about the quality of the movie. It, it's something else going on. That's why I said to it's me, the marketing. The, the Flash was not terrible. I mean, it, it it was heralded as a good movie before it came out. We not remember something else going on, whether it's the lead actor or whatever. I mean, I think the same thing. This is crazy low numbers. And there's no word on this movie really yet. They did show it yesterday. I saw. I haven't seen people's responses to it. But I'm very curious what's going to be the word about this movie because something's keeping people from not seeing this. I don't know if it's just people that feel like I can catch this in about a month on TV. So what's the point? And I don't know nothing about this character anyway. It looked like Spider-Man or something. But we'll see. I ho hopefully, you know, Latino people will be like, yo, we want to see this. And it can blow it up. But we'll see. We will see. All right. Yeah, my, I, I'm going to go ahead and throw this one shot to Gina Rodriguez. I know she ain't listening, but oh well. I'll never forget after Black Panther hit, she was like, where's our Mexican superhero at? So what I'm, what I'm saying is, hey, Gina, I ain't seen you uh, push this big thing of get to the theaters to support the... The Latino superhero. Where y'all at? This is this is your Mex this is your Mexican Latino superhero. Here's your chance. Where y'all at? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the actor himself that's playing Blue Beetle, he he's on the front line. He says the only thing that is on my mind right now is just the fact that he's Latino. I have so much pride in getting to be a part of this project with Angel, someone like him. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, I guess it's you know. uh, I think it's so important, and I don't want to stand on a soapbox for too long, but representation is so important. Hey, whatever you got to do to market it, man. Get your money, playboy. I hope it works. I, I do hope it works. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see it. I probably will see it. You know. I'll see it on Paramount. That's where I'll see it. Well, you see it on Max. Yeah, Max, Max, yeah. I, I would imagine in 30 days from the release, it'll be on Max. So maybe I might wait for that. Um, all right, I want to shift and talk about another movie. And Lucas, if you're watching this edit, you better cut right here because I'm shaking my hands. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this next movie, I have a picture. But I want to talk about Purple Rain for a minute. Prince's purple ring. Because <laughs> who knows somebody watching this 20 years from now and there'll have been a new purple rain. They're like, oh man, the purple rain that was with little Uzi or something. No, the one with oh, no, no, no. It sounds crazy, but crazier things have happened. <laughs> but Prince's Purple Rain from 1984. The movie came out July 27th, 1984, which and the day we record this is not too far off from July 27th. We're, we're August the 5th now. But that was 39 years ago. Uh, Next year will be the 40th anniversary. Uh, and 
that movie at the time it came out, is it safe to say it was an instant classic? Would you say that? I don't know. Can we say there's an instant classics? We talked about that earlier, but it, it is a classic now. I can, would we agree that's a classic movie, Purple Rain? Absolutely. You have to. You have to. Because of the staying power it has. And still has. Well, that's the I want to ever. This could be a, a ridiculous... Now, let me also say this. Three of us here are super Prince fans. So it's almost a dumb question to ask. But I'm going to ask you anyway. And I'm, I don't think Lucas has actually seen Purple Rain, the movie. I don't know. I know you've seen bits and pieces probably from me showing it, but I don't know if you watched it on your own or not. Have you seen the movie? Your, your mic is off, sir. Not to its full extent, but yeah, it's bits and, bits and pieces of clips you showed me. You, you have somewhat of a running understanding of what the movie is, though. The Prince movie. Have yeah. Okay. Well, my question is, does the I don't know if this is a question. Does it still hold up today? Um, and I'm also curious, and I don't know if we've done this before, but curious, like, when you first saw the movie. I don't even know. Um, and I'm asking this to everybody, too. But go ahead. Like, what do you know about Purple Rain? Do you want to see the whole thing? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> you you want to expand? We on a podcast, so you want to you want to take us on a journey? What you thinking? I mean, I mean, yeah. The movie's the movie's cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have an. I don't. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Prince, so I I can't have an opinion on this. I got you. Wow. So so he's like, telling. Michael, you're so he's, so what he's telling us is he don't listen to this show, Mike. Yeah, oh, I know that. pretty much. I, I, I know that he listens to this show hard. I know that for sure. But again, wow. What? Anyway, get at him. <laughs> well, the thing is, so what's a big sexy and and Aunt Pooh? Um, what does it mean to you? And try to separate yourself from being a, a big fan, but just when did you see it? And then what is it? What's the lasting impression of Purple Rain for you? Well, I saw it opening weekend and I was already up on it when they released the single one, Dubs Cry. So I was ready and I didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't expect Morris Day to steal the movie. And I was, I saw it in the theater 20 or 30 times, and I was Easter egging that thing to death from day one. Wow. And I think of other, you know, pop stars from that time who've done films, and I can't think of any that came close. You know, Madonna had Desperately Seeking Susan. Yeah, who cares? Uh, Rick Springfield did Hard to Hold. Nobody saw it. You know, I can't think of anybody else who did one, much less to that level of penetration and success. Then to have that, you know, to blow Prince up further, it really blew up Morris Day. It's like, come on, man. 
it, the movie's iconic. It really is. And that word's overused these days, but it fits here. Because I was thinking the other day before we decided to talk about this, I was thinking, man, Morris just retired from touring. He's yeah. been on stage doing the chili sauce for, what, 39 years? Damn. <laughs> because people want to see it. There it is. Um, and we go to Ann Poole, but I also want to throw this in here. Objectively, looking at the movie, the I can't say anything bad about the performances of the, the musician parts of the music performances, but overall, the movie, do you think it's a good movie? It is one, one thing they could have taken out, though, left on the cutting room floor is when he smacked her, smacked all girl around and threw the other chicken in the dumpster. They could have left that out because that's not going to hold up well over time. But uh, and, and again, you're not expecting to see the Godfather in, in there anyway. These are musicians. They ain't, they ain't actors. But it was good. Why would you say you want that part taken out? It it doesn't it doesn't age well. You never want to have your your protagonist in that light of smacking a woman around. You, never. Would you say and, the same thing about like a gangster movie where the yes killing people? We like with the with well, the, the, the protagonist. Parts of the Godfather with the violence. When did when did Michael Corleone smack a woman around? Oh, so yeah, I think he's. Are you saying it's about just it's a woman? You can smack anybody else. You kill people. Yeah. Just, yeah. No yeah. lines. You just don't cross, man. Interesting. Tell yeah, your hero I, cross. And this I is the part. To, let me put on my Kofi conspiracy bro. This is the part where the black man Morris Day throws a white woman in the garbage. He threw a woman in the garbage. Couple don't mean shit. He threw a woman in the garbage. Actually, he didn't do it. Jerome did it. But at Morris's uh, behest, you know. Right. I'm saying they, they threw a white woman in the trash. They threw her in, the, in the garbage can, yeah. Yeah, to, cool. to me, I, I agree. Because Mark is saying, like, the protagonist is backing up and beating up on a woman. And I'm like, yeah, Prince, those two scenes, it's like, yeah, especially because at the end of the film, he gets the girl. He gets the same girl that he didn't put hands on twice. Yes. And we didn't right. see him apologize or nope. say he was wrong or anything. She came, he, he did a song. Well, I mean, I mean, if you want to interpret Purple Rain as his apology, I guess. But essentially, he, he played a song and she came running with the panties. That's what she did. I'm a cape and, for this. I'm and, a cape for the other side. Go ahead. And the other thing is, is that you know, to this day, people still look at Goldfinger, and there's a scene where um, James Bond smacks the woman on the ass and says, "Get out of here," you know. And people still look at it like, "Yeah, that makes people uncomfortable." And I look at it, I'm like, "Yeah, they was wild back in the late '60s." Well, let me say this. Should we so the kid and even Morris in the movie are not the real life people, they're not playing themselves, they're playing characters, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome the time, right? But but that's a fictional movie, though. That's not an autobiography, they're named after they're based on them, but they're not them. That's no, you're right. You're right. Prince's dad up there busting guns and beating the woman. That's a story. 
my point is to say though, are we saying though that we should not have stories about men in this case who are fuck niggas? So we only have stories about people who are righteous? Because then that's why I said, then wouldn't you take all of these movies that we heralded that are about the most heinous stuff, but slaughtering people, Scarface, all these other ones, should those not ever be made either because you're uncomfortable? Of the I think that, going on. These are, it's just a story about a young fuck boy. Excuse you're me. You're right. The kid but, was a fool. That was the point of the movie. He, he didn't really speak at the end, but, but why should he? He didn't learn his lesson. It's just because he didn't make you feel good that these are somewhat despicable characters. I think we make the mistake of associating the real world prince as the kid. That's not him. So if he was smacking girls and doing all that's a character on a movie he's doing that, not the real people. Wait, wait. I think we're both speaking to the movies. And to me, I'm only speaking to speaking um, to the movie, yes. Kid, how the kid behaved because the kid is the protagonist of the film. Right. And the protagonist, and there's certain ways that you do supposed to write the protagonist and the protagonist smacking up. No, there isn't. The protagonist smacking up the woman and not having that come to Jesus moment at all is kind of not sit right. Superhero movies on that all the he's an anti-hero. Now I'm I'm not telling, I'm just talking shit. Suckers will have a problem with Batman v Superman or Man of Steel because there's too much destruction on the screen. I can't handle that. Well, then that's you. But maybe you shouldn't read or look at this type of storytelling because you can't handle what's on the screen. That should we shouldn't be saying that we can't make movies that have death and destruction, or in this case, women and unfortunately sometimes kids getting in the front. Those stories happen in, in real life. But these, but they're not the actual people in the real. We don't condemn Al Pacino. Well, he shouldn't be playing, he shouldn't have killed all them people in the movie. And, we champion him playing those roles because we know that ain't him. Nobody said can't, you can't make these movies. Nobody said that. Why can't Princeton get the same thing? Nobody, nobody said you can't. Because it's uncomfortable for some people today to see a woman getting slapped or thrown in garbage on screen. But what if somebody wants to tell the story about a pimp? We can't tell that story because people get uncomfortable. That's a pimp. Exactly. Whereas that's this character that character is, and if the kid is an asshole and he was strange in the movie, he talked goofy to her throughout the whole thing, but she allowed herself to be talked to like that. Oh wow! Now you think? Wow! Wow! Apollonia should have called him off the rip. Give me that there on your book, nigga. I don't know you. Taking her. The view on the bike by Michael Dean. Yeah, on the motorcycle at all. and let this brother drag her out to the woods. Right, real sisters never did that. And then oh, real her, sisters, okay. Yeah, jumped her goofy ass in a lake <laughs> naked. She got to take the L on doing that. that. And then when the brother said, "All right, get on," and then he plant, bream, bream. Nick. And to this day, he, I still do that. that. And then he drops you off dripping wet. And then you're going to give him the coochie the next time you see it at the club? She allowed herself. And then this brother, 
She living in a hotel, paying day rate, right? You don't live, she ain't from that city, paying day rate, and then blow her money on a guitar. I, I basically blew her money on a PS5 for this nigga. The equivalent of a PS5. He gave it to him, and what did he do? Slap this shit out of him. Should have Why didn't she call the cops? <laughs> These characters were despicable. But that's the story they was telling. And they probably realized the real movie they made Again, those things because they're probably like, yeah, this is probably a little too dark. They even edited what we saw, so we didn't even really see the movie they really shot. You see a little bit in the credits, like, well, oh, we want to see the barnyard scene. Oh, we want to see the part where Prince smacks the hell out of Jelly Bean. They didn't cut. They so they toned it down, but that's what they shot. But are we saying they shouldn't be able to show stuff like that? Why? Because we like Prince. We don't want to see him in that kind of light. It wasn't about so much. Well, you know, but that's my, what he's saying. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah but overall, uh, when I first saw it, I saw it in 1985 on VHS. And I wouldn't say it was an instant classic for me, but it absolutely is a classic, iconic film. Um, you look at it as a musical, because in my opinion, I feel that most of Prince's songs is telling the story, I mean, progressing the story of the film. So I see it as a musical. So yeah, it is a classic. You have some uh, classic lines. <laughs> you have some classic performance and I mean, classic music. Now the ending needs a little bit to be desired because of the resolution between the kid and Apollonia. But overall, it's a, it still it holds up as an enjoyable, entertaining film, and especially when it comes to the music performance. Um, say what you will, the bird, like that that thing right there. Like when I was younger, I said, "Oh, the Revolution won that because they got three songs versus one." Now that I'm a little older and can see Morris and the Tie, even though it ain't their original time. They were killing it on that stage. They were killing it. When they got to the breakdown, the dance breakdown, yeah. So just overall, does it hold up as a, I think in 2023, they'd have to change the, so much of the story. Maybe we get the full thing. Because, you know, at that time, it was about seeing Prince, the revolution, the time, this new girl group, Apollonia 6, on the on the film stage. I mean, I'm sorry, on the on film and it it wouldn't carry that same amount of weight of being able to go to the movies and see Prince. So I would need a much better story, if because we don't we don't have Prince. I mean, I don't even know if we have an equivalent of Prince out here. Maybe Drake, but I don't even think that that Beyonce maybe. But you know, people don't think Beyonce can act. Rihanna can't act either. So I'm just saying you don't. I I don't think there is because of since then so many um, music artists have appeared in films that the draw of wanting to run out and see them in the movie, even if it is a remake of Purple Rain, it's just not there. So they'd have to tighten up the script. Versus in 1984, here's Prince in a movie. Do you think Prince was a good actor in the movie? No, no, no. Not at all. Well, I've seen works. I've seen works. I've seen works. He wasn't bad. 
but you know, he, he's not an actor, but he, he wasn't bad. Now, Bio did a cherry moon, yes, absolutely. Oh, yes, yeah. oh, yes. Rain? nah, nah, I mean, and it, it, that that's the thing is like because I believe Morris and Prince's first role. And Morris looked like a seasoned actor, or at least he carried it. He had enough swag to pull it off. So when you natural and I just natural yeah. now Morris was actually left to vote. He was ready. They're, they're playing two different roles. Morris is more of the comic relief, the the fool versus this brooding the kid. But Morris pulled it off uh, way better than the Prince did. And you know, go, to go back to what Michael said. You know, you can tell these stories fine. This movie was designed to get Prince and his team over as pop people, pop stars. And that's why you didn't see that shit on stage. You know, oh, we're taking Purple Rain on tour. Great. Is he going to smack a woman on stage? No, he ain't going to do that. You don't want to have that visual when you're trying to take that visual you have on the screen and put it in front of people in concert. You don't want them identifying that guy with that act. That's what I'm saying. But but you do, though. because <laughs> That's what got them to come to the show. Was that visual <laughs> of that guy doing that stuff on screen? That's what made it work. I mean, that's what blew it all up. The music was popping when Doves Cry was led you to go see that movie. You saw that movie. You saw the performances. It was really the thing that blew you. Whoa. And now I want to go see this live. And they did those performances live. They didn't do the movie, the other stuff. Like did, but that's the other stuff is what got you to come, though. That was a part of the package. That, that's what the, that's what I said. I think that movie was actually made to be what it was. I don't think any of them had the anticipation that it was going to be as big as it was. It's not no, big, no it's not I agree. Big. But I don't think the movie was made to make him a mainstream star because that's a dark movie actually i don't think that if, if that was the case i don't think they would have made the movie like that at all they would have no you're right you're right they, were, they wouldn't have let michael jackson make a movie like that no way because he was michael jackson it was a hood it's, it's essentially it's a hood movie really it's just a it, it's a, a hood early <laughs> machine push behind it but if you actually look at it that's what's all i was shocked when i because i didn't know much about prince but when when morris comes around the corner the bitches are okay with you, you, know, you know these are from the street. This is the street talking. You know, their whole stick was, you know, the bitches were okay, but we could be doing much better. But then after long year, baby, ah, uh, and then the, the, you know the bucking up, boom. No, 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 money, money. And it was they were to me they was playing off of the the poor cat, and here's some white girl talking crazy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and that was and everyone died maybe when you saw it they oh. were at home they were but in the theaters i saw it open at night no 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 they laughed they laughed they were laughing they ass off <laughs> oh they some fools they, them niggas, that's what they was playing that was a whole morris their whole state was all oh, they they okay they from the yeah, they from the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my. I'm here for more. What's the pastor? Uh, pastor. And then they in the club. We gonna kill them. <laughs> what? Martin. Like I got. 
I got them hot. Oh, let me hot right over. I mean, they was doing all of the spiritual. I need one tonight. Yes. You the finest motherfucker. Excuse me. What did you say? Ah, oh, you look nice tonight. You feel me? Yeah. Okay. That's all he was doing. That's what made it work, really. You glad I mean to say what? <laughs> all right, Pimpin. Yeah. I think, and I think that's what Cherry Moon was like. We identified what really worked besides the music. Yo, was Morrison them that really made that? Let's do the next movie. Just do that. But Prince is going to play Morris. And now if he would have done the performances in Cherry Moon the same way they did the comical bit, that movie would have been an absolute smash. If they did the performance of the music in the movie. Yeah, yeah. They left. They missed a big opportunity the there. The thing was really missing from it. Would have been an absolute smash. And speaking of missing things uh, in Purple Rain, the one thing that I noticed off the rip, to use your phrase, is movie starts. You know, we see like so crazy. I'm like, my first thought was, "Where's Dez?" Okay, okay, fine. And then we get into the time. I'm like, okay, hold up. Where are Jam and Lewis? Where is Monty? What the fuck? <laughs> you know. And that's what really threw me off off kilter for a moment. Because mm. we didn't have, you know, internet back then. Right. You know, I didn't know. I had no idea if they weren't in the, in the organization anymore. None. Yeah. I, and I know y'all in the comments, I know it's getting... How dare Mike say that? We're <laughs> just having fun. Relax. Relax. Um, or anything else, uh, Purple Rain. Um, and I just got off of doing the What Does Prince Do podcast this morning. We talked a lot about the uh, First Avenue concert that sort of sets the stage for Purple Rain, the album and the movie. Uh, and I remember just watching that, that concert. And you know, I'm like, wow, this was a monumental show. Like it's it, it has it's such the blueprint and it's such the, the heart almost of what all of this is standing on. Uh and it's yeah, it's an incredible project, man. It's an incredible project. Uh, and I do I think the movie holds up today. I, I personally I used to think that maybe you could tone it down, but the more I think about it, no, that's what the story they was telling. You know, they're not telling Prince's life story. Because then the first thing you would, to me, have a problem with is they would frame the, the black dad as some kind of gun-toting nut. But this ain't reality. So if I don't got a problem with that, then I shouldn't have a, they, This is the world they're telling. This is not Prince's life. This is a dramatization of a story. They just happen to be using their real names because they're not actors. It's probably easier to sort of make them act like themselves, but we're not telling his life story here. This would be a whole different movie, I would imagine. One thing that stands out, and since we've um, actually interviewed this gentleman, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bust bust some balls a little bit. Um, we've had Alan on the show, Alan Leeds, you know, the guy manager of Paisley Park, worked with James Brown, and all kinds of insanely talented people. And he popped in, kid, five minutes. What was that hair? <laughs> Woo! 
You have a Bernie from 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 room two twenty two Afro back there. I'm like, come on, <laughs> Alan, come on, we can do better than this. That was the style. That was not the style. You know, he was. You you're saying he was on his day clone Tyrone? <laughs> hey, <laughs> if anybody, it, it would be Alan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, five minutes. Uh, all right. All right. Any last things you might want to add to this? Well, all right. Uh, any other topics we didn't get to? I think there was something else. We... I, I'm sorry. I, I hate to do this. I'm going to go ahead and go. do it because he oh. is my number one rap art, rap stars of all time. But Ice Cube went on Tucker Carlson's show. Yeah. What's going on with that? And I was just so disappointed. So, so Why? Very, very, Mike had to know to be like, you mad? You mad? I'm like, first, first off, I respect you, but you got a smack coming. Just, just go ahead and take it. Oh, <laughs> I don't appreciate that one. Not mad, but very disappointed. With this. The reason being, Mark, first of all, he, he was one of my first music heroes, Ice Cube. Sadly, I believed everything that he put on record. I began to understand that he was not who he said he was. It was when he was on um, Sinbad's, uh, what's it, Vibe show? I can't remember. I think he had that show in 96. Yeah, it was Vibe, yeah. Sinbad asked him, he's like, well, what do you tell your kids about the music you put out there, the West Side Connection, the gangster, da 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 da, da. And he's like, well, no, I tell my kids, this is just entertainment. And I was like, Wait, what? Wait a minute. We throwing up the W? This is all. I was like, wow. It was like learning wrestling was fake all over again. Like, yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry. I was 19 at the time. Okay. You know, but yeah, you know, seeing past that, he still was dropping jewels about the black community, about uh, building, being self-aware, about being true to the game, his own thing, consistently, you know, the, the relationship with the Nation of Islam, all of these things. And he was consistently still putting out this music, having these great jewels that he was dropping. And to see him can go I add, on... Can I add just one thing? I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Everything you just described, and he was persecuted for that. What do you mean? Persecuted from the mainstream. He was persecuted. They say he was anti-Semitic because right. he wouldn't denounce the, the Jewish origin. I remember he walked out of that interview over that. Yeah. Uh, some black people had problems with him back then, and he was always he was always a, a rebel. Right. But he was always catching hell, catching hell for yeah. that stuff back then. Yeah. And I was standing there riding. Ice Cube speaking, spitting facts. He's mm -hmm. speaking the truth. The brother is smart, you know. But for me, I don't have a problem with him having a conversation with Tucker Carlson. The problem I have with it was the what he said in there, or more importantly, what he didn't say. He brought up they 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 had the conversation about quote unquote being blackballed in the NBA because of his big three. So his the thing was. Tucker Carlson essentially used Ice Cube to attack the wokeness of the of the NBA, to, to attack the Democratic Party, 
and to some extent um, lessen, uh, to attack Black Lives Matter. And it's one thing to have these topics come up, but it's like, and maybe he did say some stuff and Tucker did some crafty editing, but based on some of the things that his responses were or lack of responses, I don't think there was much not uh, cut out because he's talking about how Black Lives Matter um, was attacking the police and Ice Cube comes back. Well, we, he, he made a point of, you know, as far as police brutality, what he thinks is that the police they're trying to win to go home. They're trying to win the situation, which to me, like that's kind of a smart thing, but he doesn't go into further detail as what do you mean by they're trying to win? What are they doing to win? He's, you know, they're essentially, and then I, as Van Lathan said it better than me, he, he essentially is saying that the police officers are trampling over people's rights, physically abusing them in order to win the confrontation to go home. But that's not right. And, but, the ice cube of 1990, 1991, 1992 would have to be in the in the uh, studio right now to do a diss track on 2023 ice cube, in my opinion. Uh, the other thing was he was speaking about the um, the 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 slogans and the whatnot of the NBA, like oh, it's easy for them to put Black Lives Matter on the uh, on the the basketball court. But I'm like, but you're talking to a person, you you're, you're condemning the NBA for quote unquote not doing enough or doing taking the easy way out to pay lip service, but you're talking to someone who has a consistent history of denigrating and belittling the black community, and you're not calling him out on the bullshit that he said. At the same time, you're not you're you're talking about uh the police state and whatnot and even giving um uh, some somewhat cover, but at the same time you're not speaking to him about why the black community, why these black men have have this fear or confrontational attitude towards the police. You're the one who wrote fuck the police. So are you trying to say that in the 30 years since then that you no longer espouse that anymore? You, you're trying to say that you've lost your frame of reference as to why you wrote that piece and why in 2023 there are still people who have that mindset of fuck the police because of the injustices that they did. You the one who said April 29th was power to the people. But yet when this man is talking about how Black Lives Matter is supposedly misleading the Black community and caused all this destruction, you somehow act like you don't know why this happened and said nothing. Again, is it possible that they cut that out? Possibly. But in some of the responses that he gave, I don't know. And it was just hella disappointing to see Ice Cube be, Ice Cube, who I thought was so conscious, was so smart, was so ahead of not to be played, to literally be played by this fucker, Tucker Carlson. And just used to be like, see, look, even Ice Cube realizes that all of this stuff that the black community is doing isn't very helpful. And he's calling out the wokeness. And it was just like, wow. I, I'm not saying fuck Ice Cube, but I'm definitely giving a hard side eye to like, you know, sometimes you can't meet your heroes. Have you ever heard the song Us by Ice Cube? It's on the desk. Ah, I can't. I can't recall that. Like, I'd have to remember that. I, I want to say it's one of the last songs on that album. Well, I think No Vaseline is the last song, but 
that song, he's going in on black folks. This is called us, some fuck shit that we do. Going in. To me, Ice Cube has always been the guy who's been the rebel. He's always against the grain. Always, that's what I said. Back in the day, he was catching hell because he was going hard and he was saying wild shit. Today, I think he's still the same Ice Cube. He's still saying stuff that goes against the grain. Now, the grain may be certain things that you like, but he always goes against the grain. That's been his whole career. That's his. That's the, the rapper Ice Cube. That's what he's always done. Now, I'm not saying the cape, anything he said, but, but I'm saying, I guess, uh, I'm not shocked that what a guy said 30 years ago or 25 years ago as a young man, I'm not shocked that as a grown-ass man who is ultra successful and who is in the upper echelons of, let's say, entertainment, for instance, does not have a different viewpoint than he did back in his young, rambunctious days. I would be shocked if he had the same attitude as the Ice Cube who made F the police straight out of Compton. I would consider him a failure on some levels if he did. Because I don't know no man who done risen to that level of success doing the same shit he was doing back when he was 20. So I'm not shocked him going to sit down and talk to Tucker Carlson. One, because he's always been a rebel. Whether, it's, whether he was rebelling against black folks for white folk, he's always been a rebel. So that doesn't shock me. It would be rebellious for him to go on that show for all the reasons you said. Uh, and he's always, and, but then I also say, I wouldn't be surprised if his viewpoint has changed because he's ultra successful now. He would be a fool to come out and put out Black Korea today, right? Like, I don't know if he, if he performs that song in his shows, but he'd be an absolute fool to do that because right off the rip he would get that violence against black tag violence against asian tags quick and there'd be no way those corporate people would be doing any kind of business with him if he was on the same stuff he did back in the day i'm actually shocked that they do business with him because they could easily pull up all this anti what they would say is anti-semitic anti-asian and anti-gay lyrics and his stuff that he said out of his mouth that's on the records that they put out. So it's interesting that they have made him a household name on the mainstream level when he was the most gangsterous of gangster rappers. And he was the most political of political rappers back in the day. But I'm not shocked that on some levels he has a different uh, not profile, but personality or persona than he did back then. He's still known for being the looking type of dude, but he ain't saying the stuff he was saying back then. He ain't doing, at least not in the mainstream, he's not doing Black Korea. He's not doing Cave Bitch today. I, I'd be shocked if he performs Cave Bitch in concert because then white folks would have his head. But I would be, but he would be a fool to do those songs today, right? Because he's got a he got more to lose. I think he's just doing just like any most older people. He's playing the game. He's not a child. And he's playing on a different, he's playing checks on a different level. It may look bad to some of us because I, I will say, I think some of us, we're kind of caught up in this. Oh, Tucker Carlson, I, personally, I can give a fuck about what a Tucker Carlson say. I'm not a fan of him. And what he's saying don't mean shit to me. I don't pay attention to him. So if he was saying some goofy shit about blacks, 
I would assume he does. But I must, I, I'm only imagine Q must be playing some angle to get up there and be talking with these people. But it looked like he's playing some corporate games because he keeps talking about gatekeepers and the, all this other stuff. I think he's trying to get his business on point and he's going hard. And again, he's on another level. So I can't assume the Ice Cube from death certificate making the same chess moves as the ice cube who has his own goddamn basketball league and a business where a lot of these corny cats i wish they did pull an ice cube and actually became an owner of the industry and not just a player this brother actually has a league but he the seller it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me cube has always been doing doing for self and going hard and whatever it is now he hasn't seen himself become the villain, I suppose. But I stay say he's staying on brand because it seemed like he's still he's still like he's still this. He's always been this. Like you don't like how I'm living, well, and he seemed like he's still doing that today. And, it, and maybe he's saying it to certain black people today. But he's always been saying that. It just now you don't like who he's standing. But he's always been the rebel. He's always been the middle finger. Like you don't like how I'm living. I'm gonna do what I'm doing. So I, he's on brand. He's always been on brand. Isn't there a clip of him? Um, I want to say, oh, Vivica Fox's show, and oh, they, they said him. something about him, and they and they went, and he and he showed up was like, we're not having this, and he stood his ground against that. Whatever, I don't even remember what was said. But they went after him for something, and he showed up and was like, nah, we're not doing this. And he, and he stood his ground on that. So, yeah, that's what he does. He's going to say his mind, and y'all like how I'm living. Well, you know the rest. I mean, he's taking, he has to deal with the repercussions of his actions, just like anybody else. And he's and willing to do so. That's the thing, yeah. And that's, he's like, it's on me, I guess. But He's not going to run from it. That's for damn sure. He didn't run from the anti-Semitic tag. He didn't nope. run from any of the other stuff back in the day. I don't think he's going to run from this because, sadly, we ain't canceling nobody. And one thing, though, he and, I, and I'm hearing this third hand, so I'm not sure if this is accurate, but wasn't he critical of the NBA for not, you know, helping the big three league? Anthony, is that what I'm, is that correct? Your mic's off, oh. sir. So his his uh complaint with them is one that they're not quote unquote supportive of him because they're former NBA players. And then secondly, he said that behind the scenes they're messing with his sponsors or trying to prevent him from getting sponsors. I don't know about them preventing to get a sponsor. I can't speak to that. Uh, I can speak to former players, you know, being in that <clears throat> in that loop. The the union takes great care of the former players. I know this. And if they want to go out and play in another league, that's fine. But at the end of the day, the big three is a competitor of theirs. So the NBA is only going to do so much for any right. you know, perceived competitor out there. So I can't, I can't understand why he would think they would support him. Well, you know, one thing I'll throw in here, too, is it would be, it would be so dope if we were like a Jewish community <laughs> and we treated the NBA the same. It's like, well, it, it ain't fair. And yeah, he's a they're you know their competitor, but there's no nuance. We're black first, and so we built. We feel like we built this league, 
And if we want to take ourselves out the league, y'all can have it. If, if, we, if it was that type of perception to us, then the NBA and like-minded companies would, it's in our best interest to break bread with these people because they're not playing. The, the same way the Jewish community, you, it don't even matter. See, they don't even do the, it doesn't even matter if that was your intent. We don't like that. Straighten it up or you're done. Or we're not fooling with you. I wish we did this the same way. So even if Ice, you had some problems, but you know what? I'm on code with Ice Cube. I'm not going to sit here and, like you said in the beginning of the show, and we're not going to come out and the other, the NBA ain't coming out or these white players are going to come out and cape for, they're going to let Ice Cube fall, stand by his side, the same way the Jewish people would never go against their people to the other side. If only black people was on code, like the Jewish community, we'd be on Ice Cube. We wouldn't even, hey, we're for black business first. I don't give a damn what he said or who he's sitting down with. We either gonna win, they're gonna do business with us, or we ain't fucking with it. But we're not gonna say anything about our brother in the public. We're gonna let you do that. And to me, that's why I'm like, well, uh, until the NBA, until we have that type of camaraderie, yeah, the NBA, like, oh, you're a competitor. Why would I be? It's built on the back of you, people. But uh, we made you, we made you a two percent owner of this other team. What do you want, man? And let's, and let's kill the deals behind the scenes. <laughs> it, it is what it is. But I mean, I'm not going to sit here. Like I said, he's just doing Ice Cube. He's always been doing that. It really ain't no different. It's just, I guess now we, we're on the other side of the, of the coin of it. But he was telling us, fuck you back then too. A lot of people in hip hop wasn't fucking with Ice Cube until public enemy was like, oh, okay, this. We'll get with this gang banging foolishness because you know the real ones that co-signed it, and then he became. But he was like, I don't, if, I don't have to co-sign it. Fuck you anyway. What did he say? Something about he said that line about uh, self-destruction. Self-destruction don't pay the fucking rent. So fuck your little. You know, I, I'm I'm doing what I'm doing. They got hell for that for some people. But, you know, hey, I, I I understand it though. I I get it. I don't know if I would have done the Tucker Carlson thing like that, but but I'm not willing to risk it like that either. But again, I'm not an Ice Cube level, so it's irrelevant what I would have did because I don't know what he's dealing with. I don't have my own business like that on that level. Messing with the big dogs. NBA is a big dog. They one of the biggest dogs. And here's a black, here's a black rapper. <laughs> I'm minimizing to say that, but here is how I'm sure that's how here's a black rapper trying to come and tell us how to do good business. And, you know, they're like, not on my watch, boy. <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> You'll never be the big hell. I salute him for standing. He's playing a. He playing some kind of game. I can tell you that much. I don't know if I agree or know at all, but he's definitely doing something. I don't think he's just acting reckless. I say that much. He seems too smart, but that's my opinion. O'Shea. Still married to the same woman all these years. Got kids, beautiful kids. Hey. I'm, I'm going to be mad because he's standing next to some white boy. I'll leave that to the internet. I said it. You put it in the comments. Oh, well. <laughs> pull, pull, pull it out. 
Anything else you want to get into? Um, Twisted Metal. I don't know if you guys, um, it's oh, on Peacock. Yeah, that's out. That's out. I uh, binge watched it in one day. It's Damn. not. Yeah, it was. It was entertaining. It's not so. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it's entertaining. You can find all kind of flaws with it. All I know is I had to watch the next episode, and I ended up binge watching the whole. It was eight episodes. I, I think it was eight episodes within a day. Uh, Anthony Mackie, you know, you need to step your uh, your acting chops just a little bit, but he did the damn thing. Samoa Joe. He, I mean, he he's not using his voice, but I gotta give dude credit. He was uh, playing the role as best as he could, the clown. And then at the end, when we finally got the flaming head, awesome. And then on top of that, they set up with the real twisted metal is you know the whole combat uh, in the automobiles for the the second season, which I hope we actually get. I say go watch it; it's enjoyable as fuck. Samoa Joe is in this. Yeah, he plays the uh, the clown. I don't know if you know the 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 Twisted Metal video game, but there's a clown driver that Samoa Joe plays. I mean, he's like demented as hell. <laughs> that alone makes me need to go see it. Wow, this this is uh, what was the so this is this is good. You say it's entertaining. I guess it's, it's good. It's, I, I'm not calling it good. There you go. There's a difference. It's like I said, it kept me just going, coming back episode after episode till I finished it within a day. And I was like, damn, I want some more episodes of this. Interesting. Let me pull up something on this real quick. And this is on P oh, Peacock. Yeah. Th this. This is. Yeah, I know. I know what the picture you're gonna get. <laughs> this is. Would you want me to watch this? Are you talking about Tucker Carlson? I'm supposed to watch this. Hey, if that if your mind takes you to something sexual, that speaks more about you, yeah, sir. But that's a hell of an image to put out there. But that's okay. I, I Lord. He, does, he does look like he said, "I, puppy." <laughs> Wow, I'm just saying. <laughs> when I uh, thought I was like, I was like, who, who, whatever the PR team on here that selected this, uh, what do we call these, uh, unit photo? Y'all wrong as fuck for that. Yeah, they, they know what they is. That's the thing. They know what they doing. They think they funny. I hope Anthony Mackie got paid for that picture. I know. I called my agent ASAP when I saw. What the fuck is this? Gonna do me like I'm, I'm yeah. Captain America. I'm Captain America. Uh, Buck broken. Buck broken. <laughs> the sequel. Apocalyptic yeah. nightmare. <laughs> what's this? Could be like a new horror movie or something. Like, what's that one movie? Uh, it's a whole bunch of sequels. It'd be like when that horn goes. Oh, the purge. Yeah, this is the. Boy, this looked like the MAGA years, the purge. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of interesting that they haven't announced a new purge film because well, cool. yeah, the last one was the one on the border with the Latinos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a cold purge. purge. Okay. Yeah, right. the, the first, in my opinion, the first purge was the best one. The, the one with the, 
I said, Yaya, the one in, in Harlem. And oh, Australia. you mean the first? Okay, I thought she meant the very first movie. No, the yeah. first. Yeah, the first Purge is great. I, I like that. Movie. I, I guess the thing is, where can they go with it now? Like, where, where can they possibly? Now that you say that, I don't know what would be the next one. You, the multiverse perch. Interesting. <laughs> the what? Multiverse, the multiverse perch. <laughs> they, gotta, they gotta do something. I can see that. <laughs> or it was yeah, a sci-fi perch or something. Yeah, they just said, fuck it, let's jump the shark and do some crazy. A superhero. Now they, now they did do a TV show where it took place. Oh. Yeah. I saw it was, it was the aftermath. Yeah, the aftermath of the purge where they were trying to catch the people that that uh didn't stop when the purge yeah. ended. That could be I could be interested in seeing the lead up to the purge or the, the aftermath of the purge. That could be something, something more dramatic about it. But that's that's the only thing I can think of. You know what I would love to see? And uh them almost doing a reboot in a sense and having like a Jordan Peele or somebody of note do it and make it even way more like we'll play it on the real, we'll do a Trump side type. I mean, we'll really do, and it was a serious, almost a serious kind of purge. Like, eh, this is a little, this is dark, dark. Like, kind of Wasn't that dark. the last the last movie? Yeah, but this still kind of plays it as it's, not fun isn't the word, but I don't know. I still felt like it, it wasn't like I'm saying a, a disturbing to watch type purge. Oh, like they really, you know, like, no, we're gonna play it like it's real. We'll round up blacks or round up gay. See, I don't think they see that their community don't play with that. But if they yeah, had like a LGBT purge movie, that would be some stuff. But I don't think they don't. I don't know what? That's a good one because they they get the Hispanic and the, and the blacks. Yeah, but but see, that's what I'm saying. They don't play that though. So I don't think they would, they're not going to nuance, they ain't no nuance. Just as there would not be no Jewish Purge movie, because they don't play, they don't, they ain't entertain. Don't, don't say that. Yeah, don't That's what I'm that. saying. So the LGBT, they'd be like, mm, no, nah, you ain't doing that. No, you ain't doing that. <laughs> but you be the hero. And no, we're not giving them people no ideas. <laughs> just like, just how it was argued earlier, we can't beat up a woman. You're not going to be beating up around and up no gays on those show they not having it but that would be a cold movie what about an agent asian led purge now this this is me go ahead and send your hate to me but i could that'd be dope just to see if they get the raid director so they can do the action scenes Ooh, with the asian that would be some shit. <laughs> or if it, but if it was flipped as well so the purge is about it would but if it was somehow where america was got purged by the other countries, that'd be a cold move. Like every day this year, all the other countries could openly attack any American citizens, and and we we're subjugated to the world, and they purging our ass. That would be a cold movie. Act. That'd be a cold story. Actually, Russia coming to purging our ass. Oh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That'd be a, no, 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 no. <laughs> no here, here's the story. I want to see it. I want to see the African diaspora. Go purge oh, the Columbia yeah. powers. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, that would be some stuff. They ain't gonna make. Well, you never know. But I that would be a call. You know, all right. 
uh, yeah, already Tyreek Productions. King Flex. On cold, That'd be the one. Cold across the Atlantic. Yeah, they shut that down so quick. Anyway, sir, you you back there doing comic comic collecting? Is that what? I'm just trying to I'm trying to search up some of these just to see what they're how much they're worth. Show what you got, because I know Big Sexy could probably tell you. That's that's the truth right here. I have a lot of, um, you know, his favorite. I have an X Factor, X Men. Show him, we can't see it. Is that X Men? What number is it? If that. Uh, wait, hold on. Should be right there in the corner, in the top. Gotta come closer than that. Is on the bottom or the top? Top in the little box up uh, next to the little, all the little heads are the number underneath that. What's that number say? Uh oh, two hundred and ninety-eight. All right. If you want to start getting some X Men investment money, you got to come down at least to the two thirties. You know, like two thirties up into. And through the Jim Lee run, you know, you'll find some good some goodies in there. And of course, the the prime dollars are in the ninety-four to one forty-three run, the Claremont and Burn stuff, which was yeah, I think whoop. yeah, I think the last money issue is probably the the, the first appearance of Gambit for Uncanny. I don't know what issue that two sixty-six. Is. Really? Wow. Yeah. I think you're right, actually. I think, I think you're right. All right. Well, with that said, we are going to wrap things up. Well, we talked about a lot of stuff today. I think one of the overall overarching things was, you know, as successful you get in life, whether that's success in your career, success in your family, personal success in particularly business, you always got to be mindful of the moves you make. Try to be a little more calculating in what you do and the people you surround yourself with and the things that you do that could possibly be used against you. Or, you know, you just want to keep your stuff tight, man. So you want to maybe ease off of doing, even though you're having your fun, but you know we live in a different world where everything's under the camera man everything's being recorded to some degree so maybe some of these fun things we do we keep it behind closed doors and around people that we know so that people don't you know we don't put ourselves in positions where it's backfire or somebody use it against us in the wrong way um so yeah we just always got to be mindful how we move and who we're surrounded with no matter what you do and we can look at these celebrities and learn lessons from their actions, you know, as well. Um, so with that said, uh, Aunt Pooh, thank you, sir. Big, sexy, and sack, thank you. We hope you feel better. Uh, Mr. Lucas Dean, thank you, sir. And also a salute and shout out to Q Storm is not with us. And shout out to everybody in our Discord who we 
be chopping it up day to day. Who we got in here? Christopher. Uh, is it power to me? Uh, I, I'm missing some names. What's my some other people we got in there? Uh, shit. Here's what we're thinking about. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> <Naturally> the trash. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Nicholas, uh, yeah. Doctor Claw. There you go. There you go. Doctor Claw is old school. Yeah, DC Green, Asia, I believe. Uh, yeah, I, I, Sean I know. We said Sean. Yeah, Disco Hicks. Igor Nwigwi. I don't know how you pronounce that last word name. But yeah, shout out to y'all for keeping it lively. You dig? Uh, but with that said, man, we're going to get up out of here and work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.